Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we have the first ever dueling mock draft between Tailgate and NFLSE. That's right. Austin Gale and Mike Renner join myself and Connor Rogers as we go head to head with two different mock drafts at the same time. Essentially, those two guys, they'll be picking through one mock draft. Connor and I will be picking through another. We'll go back and forth, one and one, two and two, with some friendly banter in between. And to spice things up, this is not a predictive mock draft. We figured if that was going to be the case, then we'd probably have a similar mock draft when it was all said and done. But this is a what we would do mock draft. So as you would expect, the picks get very, very different. Starting in the top five, all the way from one to 32, gets very interesting. And since we are hosting them, let's ring the bell. a very special live mock draft episode with and also against our good friends and also our mortal enemies Austin Gale and Mike Renner which we're going to bring in a second but Connor me and you going head to head against the tailgate boys on this podcast mock draft for mock draft two different mock draft formats and the chat is going to choose which one they think is the best at the end of it are you excited for it we actually get to work together this time on a mock draft I can't wait, man. And this is a mock draft of what we would do for once. We're so yes. used to doing what we think teams will do, how the actual draft will shake out. So this is going to look a lot different than our traditional mock draft Mondays. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so I'm so excited. We're, we're going to try to harness and control the chaos as much as possible because it's two mock drafts going to be going up against each other. Connor and I will be collaborating on one side and then Austin and Mike are going to be collaborating on the other. Let's get them in here. Let, let, let's let's bring them in because we got to do we got to do some pre mock. We got to do some pre mock smack talk before we get to this. <laughs> Austin, Mike, can you guys hear us? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us on, guys. Thanks for having us. Listen to this guy. Being I know he's trying to be nice. This, this guy be, being it's just an honor nice to be here. It. As if we're not yeah. about to go to battle <laughs> on this mock draft field to the last pick. Okay, maybe that's way too dramatic. I do appreciate you guys popping on. I've been in you guys' comment sections and in your YouTube videos and, of course, ours as well. And so many people have been asking for this collaboration, and I feel like this is a uh, this is a great way to make it happen. So I appreciate it, fellas. we got to feed the people. Got to give them what they want. I do think we're going to come away with the dub. I think we're going to come away with the crowd favorite dub. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I hear you. Before we get kicked off, i got to remind people. About our presenting sponsor. It's our fo- it's our friends over at Jock Market. That's Jock MKT. This is one of our favorite new things that we have just found. Their motto, stop betting, start trading. You buy and sell shares of players in real time, real money. It's a perfect combination of daily fantasy and then also regular fantasy football. So you're buying stocks of players, how they're going to perform that night. Say, okay, I want to buy five shares of this guy for $5 and they might end up paying out $25 per share and you make a ton of money depending on how they play. So you're putting your knowledge of matchups and players to the test, but it's also a really creative way to give it a stock market format, right? You bid on guys and if you lose out on them, sometimes you can find out who won that player and you can bid on those, see if they'll trade you, maybe sell them for a little bit higher than they got them for. It's a really great format. Deposit now with the promo code PFF and you get a 100% 100 deposit match up to $100, whatever your first deposit is there. You also get a free PFF Edge subscription over at jockmkt.com backslash PFF. Also, you can check them out on the app. That's jockmkt.com backslash PFF. So what we're going to do here is 
we're going to be running two different mock draft simulators. So you guys who are watching the chat can keep up with us visually, but people on the audio format, I guess, you're just going to have to keep score at home, if you will. Connor, I feel like we should be the good hosts and yeah, let, let go. Austin let go. and Mike go first with who they're going oh. to select number one overall. Remember, guys, this is a what we would do mock draft. So a little bit more scouting than necessarily predicting. Who would you guys be taking number one? You get the floor. I'll start first. I think this one's obvious. What we would do, we would be taking PFF's number one overall player in the class at number one overall, Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan defensive end. That's maybe not what Bulky will do. This isn't what would Bulky do. This is what Mike and myself would do. Aiden Hutchinson, obviously worked with him on the podcast. Hutch, check it out wherever you get your podcast. But I do think through the interview process, the athletic testing, the measurables, the production, he just checks every single box. And Jim Harbaugh, his coach, I think says it best. When you look at his profile, Character, highest level. Work ethic, highest level. Measurables, highest level. Athletic testing, highest level. Production, all this stuff. It just mitigates so much risk. And when you talk to a lot of evaluators in the league, you know, working with Steve Palazzolo, who is, in addition to an analyst here at PFF, does a lot for teams on the team side of things at PFF, he says, every evaluator I talk to looks to go into the draft and eliminate risk. Aiden has such little risk in this class. And through the interviews that I've done with him and other people, uh, uh, you know, other, obviously people close to him, I think the biggest thing I learned, right, is I don't think you can come out of an interview process with a prospect and say, oh man, through this interview, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Give him his gold jacket. But what you do find out in that interview process are traits that last and traits for guys that last in the NFL. And when he gets comparisons to guys like Jared Allen, Chris Long, who are maybe never a Miles Garrett or Khalil Mack in their elitist, they last in the NFL for a long time and produce for right. a long time. I think from a production standpoint, that's what I see in Aiden Hutchinson in five, ten years. And I ultimately do think he's the number one player in this draft. And the Jags would be smart to lean into where the betting odds now, minus 200, Aiden Hutchinson, number one overall. Yeah, that was a lot. Uh, I don't have anything to add. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I, I, was, I was just going to say, Mike, do you have any other thoughts no. before we move on to ours? That, that was, wow. he said it all. He did it. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a perfect. You love to see read. it. That's a perfectly smashed retweet right there. Okay, so, Connor, are we going to be any different here, or are we yeah. going to stay the same? Are we going to get spicy? What are we going to do here at number one? No, nah, we're going to we're gonna pour a little paprika in this right now. I mean, come <laughs> on. It, we're not going the Austin took Aiden Hutchinson to promote his pod. I totally Stop. Stop. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, listen to the Hutch pod. It was like the eighth word on the breakdown. No, I totally get it. I, I do think he'll be the number one overall pick. I would have no problem with Jacksonville doing that. You're going Walker, year. aren't you? But uh, hell to the no. Uh, sir, sir. sir. Come Trevor, on. Trevor, if we're sticking edge pass rush here, let's let's ask that first. Are we sticking with edge pass rush here? I think we have to because I as much so as too. this is kind of like a, what we would do, and I love the tackle class, and I'd love to upgrade the offensive line in Jacksonville, that's just not what their plan was throughout free yeah. agency. So I think we do have to stick with edge here. Yeah, I, I would say if they went offensive line, I think he's the best player in the class, but we are going to stick edge here. Man, I would I would roll with Kayvon Thibodeau. And I Let's think it's do close. it, baby. I think it's close, but I would roll with Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I agree with what Austin said. There's definitely, you're limiting risk when you take Aiden Hutchinson. There's a little more risk with Kayvon Thibodeau. But I would bet on the explosive nature, uh, him expanding that pass rush toolbox a little bit more, and for Jacksonville to get a guy that can be a consistent double-digit sack presence across from Josh Allen with KT. I like Kayvon Thibodeau a lot, man. I love what he brings to the position, and look, I guess there are some people out there who are worried about how confident this dude is as long as he's sacking the quarterback, which I know he can do double-digit times, many years gut running. 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay if he's confident in himself. So I didn't think it was that big of a problem when I was listening to him at the combine. Obviously, it was a small sample size, so teams are going to think what they will about the man. But I love the skill set. I love what he could bring to the position. I think he could rush from different point stances. And I think he would be a great home run potential kind of a pick here at number one overall. In a draft that we talk about not having that top-end talent, Kayvon Thibodeau is one of those guys that can hit the highest ceiling in this class. We, we're going KT at number one. I love this pick, Connor, which means we are back to the boys of tailgate for number two in the Detroit Lions. What I'll say about, before we get into number two, what I'll say about Kayvon Thibodeau is I do think that the gap that the media has created or media consensus has created between Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau is way too wide. Like I do, I do think Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker potentially, and Aiden Hutchinson should all be in the conversation for the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one overall. There isn't as significant of a gap as it's kind of being portrayed in betting odds and all that stuff and between from a skill set perspective. So I don't think the Kayvon Thibodeau pick is outlandish as maybe betting odds would suggest, right? Because right now it's minus 200 that Aiden Hutchinson is the number one overall pick. Trayvon Walker plus 200. And I think Kayvon might be in the plus 1,000. It's like they're not seeing that would be out of left field from a betting odds perspective, but I don't think it should be. I, I'm a big Kayvon Thibodeau fan. I think Kayvon Thibodeau should 100% be in consideration for the Jags at number one overall, but I will say this. I would take Aiden over Kayvon Thibodeau. Now here at number two overall, I'm starting to think Thibodeau, right? I think Thibodeau here at number two is where I lean. I don't like them going quarterback Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett um, at, at number two overall. I'm going pass rusher. I'm going Thibodeau or Walker at number two. What's your thought? I would go Sauce Gardner personally. I, I think they have really? a good enough pass rushing group. <laughs> They've paid that position. Uh, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is far more of a project than I would want with a number two overall pick, um, whereas Sauce Gardner slots in immediately and gives you probably the, you know, two very long physical corners on the outside when Jeffrey Akuti comes back, along with Imani Oruare. So it gives you options defensively. That's where I'd go. Um, like I said, the, the difference between Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker, two like athletic projects, and what I can get at the back end of the first round isn't enough for me to go that position there. So I get that you just kind of, I don't want to say whiffed at cornerback, but you just had a cornerback kind of be a dud out the gate in Jeffrey Okuda, even if he was better in year two before he tore his Achilles. That's where I'd lean. I'll say this. I took the first pick. Maybe I'll give you the second one. You want a mod Gardner, take him. Because I do agree that, you know, I think a mod Gardner is less of a project than, say, a Thibodeau or a Walker, but I, I, I'm, I'm bigger on walker and thibodeau specifically playing that edge rusher position but if you want to go gardner or two take them let's go gardner all right so they're going sauce garner at number two so it's aiden hutchinson at one and then sauce garner at number two uh, connor I, I think this one's easy for us yeah uh, with aiden hutchinson still on the board i think dan campbell himself would put on his sprinter shoes and sprint up to the podium to throw this card in for aiden hutchinson it just feels like if, if there is any chance that he doesn't go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it feels about as close to 99.9% that he would be the next pick for Detroit. So I, I would go I would go with Aiden Hutchinson here for Detroit. Do you, uh, do you have anybody else you want to throw in the hat? No, let's roll with Hutchinson. I think it's a great fit for him to stay in Michigan there. I think he'd be an impact player on that defensive line, uh, and I, I'm good with that. I just like the value of pass rusher in this spot, and mm -hmm. Hutchinson's not going to fall much further than the top two picks. That duo of sauce garner and jeffrey akuda is intriguing pretty spicy i do like it i mean that is i've had conversations with a lot of people who was like okay we see teams loading up on wide receiver right we see this all around uh the nfl whether it's in free agency or the draft or whatever it is they're not just getting one stud receiver at the top they're getting two they're getting three they're getting four 
And I think you're going to see defenses really start to stack these super talented corners as well. So, man, that would be one hell of a young duo if Jeffrey Okuda can come back and be fully healthy, continue to get better along with Sauce Garner on the other side. So not where we went, but intrigued by it. All right, y'all are up at number three. No concerns with Aiden Hutchinson, uh, who I did podcast with. I don't know if Connor knows that. But no concerns (laughs) with him going at number two overall to the Detroit Lions. I think they are a sprint the Cardin situation, obviously, with the Detroit-Michigan connections. At number three, if you look at PFF's Mock Draft Simulator, you have every position as a need for the Houston Texans. They can't go wrong here. But I'm going to kick this one to you. I'm not letting us draft a non-offensive tackle, non-pass rusher here. I'm sorry. I don't care how much you like Derek yeah. Stingley, Mike, or Kyle Hamilton. You can go screw yourself. They have to go edge or pass rush. You could take Kayvon here or Charles Cross or Iki Kwanu, Evan Neal. I don't think we can go any other way. I'd lean Evan Neal here um, purely because he's played right tackle. I mean, you have Laramie Tunsil, and I think the tackles are close enough on the board and close enough as prospects that I don't want to flip – a Charles Cross at Kiaquano. I'd rather have a guy. I mean, obviously, Evan Neal played left tackle last year, but he's played right tackle in the past. I don't want to reteach a guy how to play the right tackle position if that's where I'm drafting for. So I'd lean Evan Neal. I don't know about you, but that's where my head's at. Let's do it. Evan Neal at number three overall to the Houston Texans. I am on board with that. I'm glad we did not go a non value position here. I, man, I, th- I think the versatility of Evan Neal, I got to say, is getting underrated when you talk about these offensive tackles, right? Everybody talks about Icky Aquano, you go, okay, well, he's the bruising run blocker, right? You talk about Charles Cross, so he's fantastic in pass protection. And then people just mention, okay, well, Evan Neal's a good blend of both, which is not an insult, but also I feel like he gets slept on that this dude has played multiple positions, played and started in multiple positions at offensive tackle and on the interior. So like all of that, I think, goes into how well-rounded he is. Connor, uh, if if... If I thought I knew you well, which I think I do, uh, I would say that we're going offensive tackle still at this spot, but not Evan Neal, probably a different one, huh? Yeah, I would lean Aquanu here, although I really like their thought process, right? It does matter that we've seen Evan Neal play right tackle. We've seen him do it at a high enough level that he can right. come in. There's not that yeah. transition. I know Cross has been working out at right tackle because he knew so many teams, like the New York Giants would request that. My argument for Aquanu in this spot is he's such an impact run blocker, and I just like his balance a little bit better than Evan Neal. This was a team that could not run the football last year. It was honestly abysmal. And if you're rolling out there with Davis Mills, which I have no problem with after the flashes we saw last year, you got to help the guy out. You got to be able. You don't have to be a top ten run team. You don't have to be top fifteen. Uh, you cannot be bottom five in the league. It will not work. He will not develop. You will not survive. You'll not learn anything. I roll with Aquanu. I think I do agree with them. The gap is not uh, colossal. I have Aquanu as the best player in this draft. Evan Neal is the fourth best player in this draft. It's a great tackle draft, and it starts with those two at the top. But I would roll with Aquanu, and I think he kind of fits what Nick Casario would look coming from New England. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I like the thought process with Evan Neal, but... I am higher on Aquanu as well. And so as long as they are comfortable with him playing right tackle, now we haven't put him on the field and, and tried that out at all because he's mainly played left tackle. So especially as of late, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Aquanu. I, I think that that's probably the right pick for us. We got to trust our boards in this one. So same position for both of us, but one's Evan Neal, and we're going to stick with the Aquanu as the first offensive tackle off the board. So that means number four, New York Jets. We got a we got a resident New York Jets expert in the house, fellas. So all I'm saying is don't blow it here. That's, that's high, pre- high pressure here, high pressure. One thing I wanted to add on Aquanu, you know, since PFF's been you know, doing great, grading college football, the three 
three highest graded seasons in run block among run blockers since 2014. Number one is Iki Aquanu last year. Number two is Panay Sewell two years ago. And number three is Iki Aquanu in 2020. Oh he is a dominant, dominant run blocker. I also think what gets undervalued too, just because Charles Cross played in such a pass heavy offense. His run blocking, I think, gets underappreciated. He also has a really high percentage of positively graded run blocks in PFF system. He just doesn't run block a ton in that Mike Leach offense there at Mississippi State. Right. Here at number four overall, Mike, I want to bang the table a little bit for Kayvon. That's fine. I want to bang the yeah. table a little bit for Kayvon Thibodeau. I think it's a perfect landing spot for him in that defense. They need a pass rusher opposite of Carl Lawson, who's obviously coming off a monster injury. And I think Robert Saul on that coaching staff is perfect for any of the concerns with Thibodeau's character, whatever that is. I think Thibodeau is a phenomenal football player. The fact that he's even available here at four is a sprint the card in situation. And now I do think that Jets fans would want to see Cross or Aquanu or now, since we had Evan Neal go to the Houston Texans at three, they want someone opposite of Mekhi Becton, and there's a lot of injury risk or injury concern with Mekhi Becton, how he's recovered from that stuff. I, I, I say nay. I think Kayvon Thibodeau's the pick. All right. Yep. Lock it in. Kayvon Thibodeau at number four overall. I don't know what the resident Jets fans think, but I think that is, that is the money pick for me. Well, I'll say right now, I, I like your pick better than whatever we can do because our board's all dried <laughs> up. So it's wait, like, wait, think, wait, wait. Do we want to trade? Can we trade? We can do whatever we want, right? It's our podcast, isn't it? I would, I would sell this pick in an instant. In do, this do we this have, is the do we worst have case scenario for the New York Jets. Okay, do we have anybody that would move up? We don't want to take too much time here, but is anybody going to move up for anything? That's the, that's the trouble. It would have to be somebody trying to jump either the Giants, who are going to take Evan Neal in if our we, spot. If we wanted the, I mean, the Saints would. The Saints right? are the one. Yeah, they're the one. Do we want to do that? Saints pop so up we, the four? So, go get an so offensive get, tackle? So we're going to get 16 and 19 in the swap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Screw it. Let's ride. Do it? Make it a you trade? Make it a trade? Let's ride. Okay. Let's ride. All right. We're making a trade. We're making a trade here. So Ask uh, for a little more. It looks like they might accept a little more. Get a third on there. Can we squeeze something Ooh, out squeeze of this? Squeeze a future think, second or something. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Everyone's on. freaking out. Her sister was a witch. No, okay. I'm, I'm looking up the- What reference is that? Do you not know that? Come on. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know that no, one. I don't know that one. I don't Dude, know it either. That's, that's <laughs> like one of no the, one knows oh, it. Man, you guys oh, are. No, you guys no. need to be way more online. You guys need to be. Yeah, we are. Can we you are get not. a future third from them? Uh, easily. A 23 yes. third? There, I like that. Let's try and push that through. All right. Are they Are they working on it? Bang. I'm looking at a different screen. Right green, it. It's greenlit, right? Yeah. Wow. You, lit, you got it. Love I mean, to see come that. on. Absolutely love to see that. Joe Douglas, look. Con consulting the dms are open if you ever just you know okay, i'm just saying if you ever just want to shout out the man that finessed the seahawks in a jamal adams trade so who uh, we, does who it we, again we going with evan neal or evan neal to the saints i think it's gotta be evan neal i think it does have to be evan neal all right. right so evan neal four to the saints that is Woo! a uh, a savvy move to get the jets out of a horrible spot we put them Let's in go, that man. is vintage mickey loomis if anything though it if is. mickey loomis I mean, likes evan neal he'll do it it truthfully makes no oh, sense yeah. for the saints whatsoever but <laughs> but mickey will do it they will do it they will do it yeah that's James. Only reason they made that trade is because Connor's a Jets fan and need to get the Jets out. They're just forcing <laughs> Mickey Loomis's hand. I would not be shocked if they do something like this. Not with the, I'm not saying with the Jets, but I would not be shocked to see the Saints go up for a tackle at all. I didn't I didn't say Okay, all right, hold up. The chat is out here defending my honor with the internet video <laughs> reference. Okay. Trevor the nailed chat that. gets it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we back up the bat here at the New York Giants. So right, yep. so to recap, we have Aiden at one of the Jags, Ahmad Gardner at two to the Detroit Lions, Evan Neal the Texans at three, and then Kayvon Thibodeau at four 
Giants are probably looking at Cross or Aquanu. Gotta be. And yeah. I think we go Aquanu here. Oh, I was going to say Cross. You want to go Cross oh. over Aquanu? I mean, you need Friction. pass protection. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. I, like, I get that you would love for Saquon Barkley to work out, get healthy, and run behind a good offensive line and run blocking. Sure. But you'd also love for Daniel Jones to work. Yeah. And I, I guess think, I, I think if I'm highlighting Aquanu, it's more what I think will happen. But my, uh, Cross is my OT one in this class, too. So, so I yeah, think we go Cross. Let's just go Cross. Yeah. Charles Cross, Mississippi State to the New York Giants. We did not force Mickey Loomis's hand in a trade. We instead played it realistically yeah. and, and took Charles Cross at five. Whoa, 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 whoa. Realistically. Realistically, <laughs> the Saints would do something yeah. aggressive and, and crazy. So you need to use a different adjective right there, That's my her. friend. Okay, but the team we, that traded and the she house was for a witch. Davenport won't come up again. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Um, all right, all right we might have our first repeat here, right, Trev? I mean... I think it should be It'd Charles be insanity Cross. for the Giants to not take Charles Cross at five and, here. And it makes sense for them, right, especially if you are looking at a dra- an overall draft plan, if you will. Because if you take the offensive tackle here, you eliminate the threat of Carolina potentially taking an offensive tackle right after you before you pick again at seven. Um, I don't think you need to take an edge rusher. I've run a lot of simulations for the Giants, and I feel like there's a lot of value to be had either at the back end of the first round to trade back up or at the beginning of the second round to be able to go get an edge rusher, which is not always the case every year. So I think that offensive tackle makes sense here. And, and if you're okay with it, I'm okay with the repeat. Yeah, I think we roll across. There's just there's no other pick that you can really defend in this nature, especially with Carolina coming up on the clock at six. All right, there we go. Uh, Charles Cross, once again, number five overall to the New York Giants. Now you guys are back up to Carolina. Love the repeat. Copycat league, it seems. Let's go it to the me. Carolina Panthers. I want to trade back here. Uh, can we check if we got any options to trade back? I'd like to come. They only have one pick in the top 130. Looks like we got some trade options potentially. I'd love going back down to 13. If we can pick up that 13 from Houston, let them come up a little bit for whatever they fancy. I feel like <laughs> anyone coming up here, it would be for Iki Aquano. Last kind of OT left on the oh, board. Yeah. And we already have so Houston. Team, Houston already took Evan Neal in this situation. Yeah. So who's the other what trade partner potentially? What would make sense wanting an offensive tackle? Looks like the Buffalo Bills want to come up. Tennessee time. Titans might want to come up. What are we thinking here, Mike? Do we Can we fleece the Bengals real quick, the hometown? I mean, should we fleece the Saints here? Is this no, the Saints but it's come look, up we have to tackle? look at the board. The board is telling us which teams are interested. No. You can't force people's hand. I when I go to trade, it says the Saints are interested. Well, you're on a different board than we are, my guy. You need to wake up. Do we want to? Who do we want to fleece here? Bills, Titans, or Bengals? No one. It's it, no one's going to come up this far from that. All right. From that. All depth. right. So maybe we stay put and pick. I think we just stay put and take Icky then. and draft Icky Aquano. All right, Icky Aquano, the Carolina Panthers. Icky, we've talked about it a thousand times. One of the best run blocking offensive tackles in the class. And Carolina, as bad as they need quarterback, their offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL. And I think you're better off. In my opinion, you're better off drafting Iki Kwanu here. I think best case scenario is they trade back because they need players. Yeah. They need more talent. If they have to stay put at six, getting Iki Kwanu at six, I think would be a slam dunk. And then maybe trading a late day three pick for Baker Mayfield. Like if you're actually looking to upgrade at the quarterback position over mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, I'd much rather do that than hitch my entire wagon to Kenny Pickett in this scenario or even a Malik Willis in this scenario. I think that'd be short-term decision-making from a coaching staff and obviously a front office that might be sitting on something fiery. But I, I, I like at six getting Iki Kwanu and then maybe later in the draft we take uh, Baker Mayfield with a sixth round or something. Mm. Don't hate it. Man. Connor, what are we doing here at six? This is dire. This is I just can't get a training camp of Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. We need that. We head. don't ask for a lot. Need, we need that. I need. I need it. 
I feel like we do ask for a lot, actually. Six for Carolina. We don't ask for a lot, but I think we. I feel like we do. In our mock draft, Trevor, we just had Icky, Neil, and Cross go back to back to back. Screwed, my guy. So Carolina, if it's not quarterback, the question is what and how at six, because there is no chance in hell I'm taking Trevor Penning in the top ten. No chance in hell. That would be what they do though if this happens. If we were trying to predict what Federer would do, draft without even knowing any other pick. I think. They're picking a quarterback, but I wouldn't pick a quarterback at six. I wouldn't either. That's the that's the that's the great debate that we have going on here. I, man, if you're Carolina, you're you're you have to just hammer some trade back option. Is there anything that we could make that would make sense? Even them moving back to nine. And we're we're not going to do this every time we get in a jam, but this is this is one where this right. is a disaster. Who they pick at this point. It's a disaster for that. Is anybody moving up for a quarterback? Probably not. Yeah, who would come up in this spot? To, well, somebody would come up in our our mock, Trevor, to jump the Giants for sauce. That's what it would have to be. Who's doing that? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah, maybe Minnesota. The Vikings? Minnesota for sure. I don't I don't hate it. Do you have do you have sauce to CB1 or do you have Stingley to CB1? I have sauce. I know you have Stingley. So right, this is going to be a little bit of a... I just okay. want them to get out of the pick. I don't even okay. care who comes okay. up. Okay, let's 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 go Minnesota here. Let's let's okay. let's trade with Minnesota. Minnesota's trading up for number twelve. Let's make sure that they have the picks here. I'm running through this myself. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. What picks do they have? Okay, they got twelve, six. I think you're gonna need done. to get twelve and maybe a future second. See what that so looks we gotta, like. We, we got to make up four hundred points here. Yeah, so that would be looking at from twelve to six. pretty close to what Austin said, I believe. What did Austin say? I wasn't listening. You're looking at a future second because it the doesn't look like Minnesota's interested. Though range. you might have to force that trade, guys. Cheat good, the system. Good power, dude. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. All right, we're giving up a future. No, it's Carolina. They need something this year. Yeah, because they're all, all right. fired okay. if they don't. All right, figure all right. It here out. we go. All right, here we go. Here's what they're doing. Twelve. Forty-six. And then Carolina's given up six, 137, and 144. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wheeling and dealing. It gets the second rounder they sent for Sam Darnold back. Love that. Right, right. So and that's 137. 137 and 144 would be not very good no. in the chart. Yeah, yeah. It's like 70 total points. We're good here. We're good here. We're making it happen. Force okay. it. Force it. Force it. Force the trade. So Minnesota. I think they should pick Stingley. Okay. I think they should pick Stingley. You're you're buying the upside for Stingley. If you make this move, you're all in on the upside. The upside that we saw in 2019 is a true freshman. Yes, I am. I am. Yeah. I, I'm there. I'm there on him. So I I would be taking Derek Stingley here. Can I have this one? Can I go? Can I? Go you can have Stingley? it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate you. All right. We're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Derek Stingley Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings at number six. That puts you guys back on the clock at number seven. Number seven. So we had the New York Giants taking Charles Cross at five, which I do love for the New York Giants. Now I'm honestly leaning Derek Stingley here yeah. as well. Same. I like Derek Stingley at seven to the New York Giants Let's if you want to lock it in. Derek Stingley going to the New York Giants, not the Minnesota Vikings. They don't have to trade up. Giants take him at seven. Yeah, Bradbury's not going to be there that long. I mean, with that contract, they're looking to get out from that already this offseason, but no takers. So TBD on how long he'll be there. You're not in a position where truthfully you can really besides you know getting past and once you got past section daniel jones with that fifth overall pick 
there's not like a single other position on this roster where I'm really like haggling over need. You're, you're not in a position to do that as a roster. So best player. All right. What do we think, Connor? Oh, no brainer. The giraffe. It's got to be Sauce Gardner. I think so this is a scheme fit dream for the yep. Giants under Wink Martindale. Uh, Mike kind of highlighted it there. We don't know how long James Bradbury is going to be there because of the money situation. Your other corners at Dory Jackson, a terrible contract by Dave Gettleman. You need guys that are going to be there for the next five years that are cornerstones in a, a scheme that looks at corner as a cornerstone. So I'm, I'm rolling with sauce all the way in this spot. I'm with you. Hey, you let me take the last pick. I'll let you take this one plus. It makes plenty of sense. I think you laid it out well there. So that puts the Falcons up at number eight. Back to y'all. I don't hate for the Falcons here because it's a team that's honestly so far away from being competitive not just at the quarterback position but any position group on defense too that like I wouldn't mind exploring who's interested in coming up to get ahead of Seattle and in our draft right now no quarterbacks are off the board mm -hmm. right and Seattle could be in a position where they're looking at Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett in this spot especially with Charles Cross already off the board what, who's interested Mike I don't want to force trades and like cheat the system to create a good mock draft I actually want to like mm. play the field a little bit mm, Philly potentially looking to come up for a QB maybe here do we get Philly I don't know who would come up you don't know who thing. would come yeah, up like, oh, like there's what, maybe what Washington player? Washington looking to jump up for a QB what Someone's players got... really in demand right now would you say I mean Trayvon Walker slipping versus where he's True. hyped to go but True. like is anyone really if Falcons State put it here they're probably I, I think you have to go maybe Walker here or one of the receivers yeah, I um, I would lean Jamison Williams here at number eight, mm -hmm. or I can see Trayvon Walker with where the Falcons are as franchise betting on hitting it big. Yeah, I, I, I if we don't want to trade back, if we're uninterested in even exploring it as an option as a collective. Well, here's GM. the thing: we're drafting for everyone, so we're everyone's GM. True. We don't want true to like true. lease ourselves. Yeah, yeah. That's so, where Trevor screwed up. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's look at number eight then. I like. Walker. No, I think I like Williams over Walker. I, I, okay. I fleeced myself. I'm I will go Jamison Williams if you're down. Yeah. Jamison Williams, Alabama receiver, going to the Atlanta Falcons at eight, helping them ideally move away from being the 32nd ranked receiving core in the NFL, bringing in some speed. I've said this before. If, if Williams doesn't get hurt in the national championship, I think he's the wide receiver one across the board. I think more media is jumping on him as the wide receiver one. He's, I think he's the best mover in this class. He's got the best speed in this class. And I still think he's got a lot of untapped potential, obviously with only one year of like legitimate target hall type of experience in Great. the Alabama offense. Jamison Williams, wide receiver one. I would also encourage you to bet Jamison Williams, first receiver off the board. I think that's plus money right now in multiple books. A lot of people leaning Wilson or, 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 or London. I think there's a good chance Williams comes off the board first. I like him at eight to Atlanta. How did I fleece myself? What do you mean? You're fleecing yourself with every the comment. Minnesota Viking, the Minnesota Vikings went up and got a corner that they desperately needed and Carolina gets out. I'm a dual, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a GM of both teams. I'm making everybody happy. Trevor, they're distracting you. We got to lock in on the <laughs> um, are, are we thinking first wide receiver off the board here, or are we just going BPA and looking at a, a Kyle Hamilton kind of pick? So I would either have a wide receiver here or follow me, George Karloftis. That would be mm. that would be my argument there. I like George Karloftis a lot. I think he's a lot better than what we're seeing in national mocks right now and where he's going more in the back half of the first round. I think he's more a first half of the first round player. So I, I, I would be going either George Karloftis or a wide receiver. What do you think? I would lean the wide receiver just okay. off of the talent overall and just it's a desperate need. Um, I look at it. I'd be I'd be comfortable with either Garrett Wilson or Drake London here if we didn't repeat pick the Jamison Williams selection. 
I mean, and they need guys. I know they're not thinking they're going to win a lot this year, but man, how do you go into camp with that that wide receiver trio and expect to do anything right, at this right. point? I I look at Garrett Wilson's floor, and I'd be really really comfortable with that. I don't know where you stand on him overall as a player, but I I think it would I think he would be able to come in and fill the hole left by Calvin Ridley and maybe even offer you a little bit more after the catch right away. So for Atlanta at eight, I would be comfortable going either Jamison Williams or I guess Garrett Wilson as well. I would throw in Olave too. That's just personally how much I like him. But it seems like Garrett Wilson's the common denominator. I know. Is he still your wide receiver one? Yeah, he is. And I think he is the highest floor. Okay, then let's go with Garrett Wilson. We can go with Garrett Wilson today. We can make that happen there. So a wide receiver pick for both Atlanta selections, but a little bit different. Jamison Williams for them, Garrett Wilson for us. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think going receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, I think, is a smart pick. And I, I do think, though, I do think if we were picking for what I think they would do in our scenario, I think they would have gone Walker. I don't think Walker's falling this far in any realistic scenario, but I think PFF as a whole is going to be a lot lower on Walker than the consensus, or especially where the league is on Walker. You have Trent Baalke considering you know Trayvon Walker at number one overall right now, and that would not be even in the conversation for us here. At number nine, a lot of me wants to consider QB. A lot of me wants to consider Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett for the Seattle Seahawks. And I know we're not super high on this quarterback class, but they're bereft of talent at that position. Part of me that is the only part of me that's kind of leaning no is, and we've talked about this before on our podcast, is that Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the NFL. And if he's not there for the long haul, right? I don't know how much longer he's wanting to coach in Seattle. If he's not in there for the long haul, you don't want Malik Willis and this quarterback going through like multiple coaching staffs of development like so early in his career. Now, if the front office is committed to Pete and Pete's committed to Seattle for the next like three to five years, maybe they do reset the position. But I don't think it's, I think they're much more interested in having a veteran under center than they are like completely resetting with a rookie. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they pass on quarterback here. Where are you leaning for Seattle? Yeah, I don't like quarterback. This is a bad team. They're going to be bad next year, whoever, if they draft quarterback or if they don't, which means they'll be in the quarterback class next year also. And as we've said, quarterback class next year is not, not that it is already definitely better, but it's going to be hard to be this bad. This is the worst one we've seen on record, eight years of doing college grading. So your odds of getting one next year just seem higher mm-hmm. just in that from that perspective. So I just try to find talent on this roster wherever you can find it, whether that's edge, uh, you know, valuable position. So edge corner probably leading edge I think this could be where Trayvon Walker comes off the board honestly let's do it I like Trayvon Walker off the board because they have time to develop a guy like that I think I I like I like Trayvon Walker off the board here at nine even though Karloftis I have ranked ahead of Trayvon Walker and he's still available here I do think you're betting on the freakier traits Uh, I'm in on developing Trayvon Walker in Seattle what do we think Connor which way are you leaning well, the tackle board just broke terribly for no, them. No, yeah, it's right? bad for him. It just And that's such a need since Dwayne Brown's not back there. I'm not going near quarterback in this spot for them. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I, wouldn't I, either. I agree with everything they said there. Uh, I totally understand the Trayvon Walker pick. This is, for me, where his you know eight or nine is where it starts for him on our board. Mm-hmm. We know he's going earlier than that, but that's where I think it starts to make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, trying to avoid repeat picks. They're paying two safeties, so it's not Kyle Hamilton in this scenario maybe a smidge early for trent mcduffie which is a shame because he's a nice player but uh you know just a smidge early do you think it's early or do you think it's early of like where he's going to be picked because i like trent hmm. mcduffie a lot man i have I him f- i have him 15th overall you get so to keep not, him in state what, there seattle you, uh, you love to where see do you, it. where do you have Karloftis? Ooh, it's gonna get a little uglier on that one i have him 29th okay all right so you're lower on him then i'm okay with oh wait how high are you on Jermaine Johnson? 
Where's Jermaine Very Johnson? high. He's in my top 10. That would be the pick. I How almost forgot it? about him because he's so low on the simulator. I know. We hate we we hate you guys. These. He's 26 down here. I'm not a big be. Jermaine Johnson guy. Yeah. I'm not, I, oh, I know, I'm Austin. Your chart gets tweeted to me every 30 seconds <laughs> by Jets fans. So thank you for my mentions last week of Jermaine Johnson not winning on two and a half seconds. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I wake up every day, and that's the first thing on my phone. Connor, what about do you this? see what Austin what said? <laughs> what about this? And I'm just like, I know. I've seen it. All right, so I'm, I'm cool with Jermaine Johnson. You want to go Jermaine Johnson at nine? Yeah, I love that pick for Seattle. Massive reach, but it's fine. They, they'll value uh, they'll value that 10-yard split for him a lot. So Massive massive reach. Hold up. Trayvon Walker just got picked nine by y'all. Yeah. Where is he yeah. on the uh, where's he on the PFF metrics right there? Yeah, yeah I, hate to see I really appreciated uh, Austin saying Trayvon Walker not in the conversation at the top of this draft, and then he spun around and goes, but pick eight. Oh, man, do I got a guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tough. I think it's tough to be more candid about the Trayvon Walker conversation. Is that I agree with everything it, you said it's you're low on him as a product. You know, production wasn't there, and so much of his role is projection. But yes. you can't ignore how important athletic testing is to like actual edge talent. I mean, like when yeah. you talk to Eric Eager, a data scientist here at PFF, some of the most translatable traits from college to the NFL is for specifically for edge is ten yard split arm length and a lot of that stuff that he has so i do think that you're betting on like that panning out more than maybe production obviously picking him at nine but i still think he's a lot to go inside the top three like I, I, the league is gonna be so much higher sure, on I walker than where pffc oh, and yeah. walker didn't have to transfer from georgia to play well, yeah true jermaine johnson did because he couldn't get ahead of walker because he's so <laughs> no uh number um, 10 number yeah, 10 that was that was actually good i gotta tell i gotta tip the cap man. the number 10 I gotta, I gotta tell jermaine to do a pod with you guys <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, New York Jets. I like receiver here. Yeah. Drake London or like Garrett Drake. Wilson. I like Drake London. If we're not going to go that direction, I don't know. Like maybe you consider because we already gave them Kayvon Thibodeau. Edge. I know you're high on Bernard Ryman. You're not taking Ryman over London or Wilson. I would you? lean London for them. I just I think that's what they need in that offense. Let's do it. I like London. Drake London, the USC wide receiver, now complimenting Elijah Moore and giving Zach Wilson hopefully fewer excuses to perform well in the Big Apple. Boom. Probably hard not to repeat pick this one, right? I just well, think. I, yeah, I was I was going to say the only one that would really tempt me here from this one is Jamison Williams. Same. If you yeah. believe, if you believe that the, his speed element would be more valuable to what the Jets want. Um, obviously, they were very in on Tyree Kill. Shoot, who wouldn't have been in on Tyree Kill, right, when he became available? But I, I was going to leave this one up to you. It was probably going to be a receiver either way, Drake London or Jamison Williams. I'm okay with either, but you being the resident Jets guy, I was going to leave you to uh, to make this one. I think it's a great conversation, too. It's You really can't go wrong with either one. It's just a matter of, you know, what kind of skill set you need. They need an above-the-rim target. They were abysmal in contested catches last year. Uh, Zach Wilson needs that kind of help. We know that. We've seen his style of play. So I would I would roll with Drake London probably here at 10, although Jamison Williams, there's a very enticing argument for it. So we're going to have another repeat pick in this spot with Drake. All right, we're going Drake London. Copycat League. 10. It is Rounds absolute... out the top 10. It's Copycat League. This is where, Mike, I honestly feel most interested in going after Kyle Hamilton. I think Kyle Hamilton has fall, mm -hmm. fallen too far. I think 11 is feels like a good floor for him. I also feel like 13 is probably the next like 
maybe if, <laughs> I think 13 is the absolute floor for Kyle Hamilton in the actual draft, but I think 11 is where I start to feel comfortable taking him and considering the positional value. If I'm not taking Hamilton at number 11, if I'm Washington, maybe you're considering corner Trent McDuffie, you could consider receiver Garrett Wilson. Uh, I, I, it's one of those three for me. I agree with Kyle Hamilton. I, I think he's the pick here. Kyle Hamilton, safety Notre Dame, going to the Washington Commanders here. Uh, I just want to say before we dig into this 11th pick, I see the chat really hating on uh, the Drake London pick over Jameis Williams. And, you know, I said this on Twitter, guys. Drake London didn't run his 40 because he didn't want the rest of the class to feel bad. You know, he was going to run so fast that it was all of a sudden, you know, the conversations of, oh, there's so many wide receivers to love in this class. Then, I mean, it would have been all about Drake London. And he's he's not a selfish guy. You know, he wanted to, he wants to shine the light on other people. And so that's why he didn't run the 40. He just thought that he was going to run way too fast. And it was just, he was going to ruin the fun for everybody. So, look, a real leader, uh, I, I think that that's what – you need a selfless guy in the locker room. So uh, I think that he was definitely uplifting his draft mates there. So you really do love to see it. So that's why I, I agree with the Drake London. <laughs> Selfless guy, selfless guy. <laughs> All right, where are we going at number eleven, Connor? Where do you What do you think? I mean, ideally, it's it's Hamilton, but I don't want to repeat pick again. It's just not in our DNA here. So let's go a little bit different. Let's look at the wide receivers <laughs> here, Trevor, and find somebody to pair with Terry McLaurin. Okay. I mean, Jamison's there. If they could be a little patient with the rehab, right? And I like the speed element in that offense. You do have Alave. I know you're really high on him. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two guys that would be down to unless they're looking for a little bit more of a physical nature from Traylon Burks. So I would probably lean Jamison Williams in this spot for that. I think so too. I think I'm leaning there as well. We're looking at their needs and you know, some interior offensive line needs, but a little early. It is a little early, although I, I wouldn't be shocked if Zion Johnson went at number mm. 11. I'll just say that uh, wow. if they wanted to go that direction. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's the betting favorite, but I think this is where this conversation is going to start for both him and I will say Devin Lloyd as well. I think the conversation <laughs> starts with both of those guys here. Uh, ultimately, I'm not sure that's going to be the pick, especially if a guy like Jamison Williams is going to be on the board. They need wide receiver badly. They really do. And you can never have too much explosiveness and speed. Him and Darren McLaurin in the same offense with, man, shoot, a guy like uh, Antonio Gibson as well to be versatile and where they can use him. I like Jamison Williams. Let's make it happen. Let's give uh, oh. let's give Carson Wentz some weapons here and see what we can do in Washington. We'll go Jamison Williams. I like Jamison Williams to Washington. If, if Jamison Williams is still available, yeah. I honestly think he should be more in consideration for the top 10. Like I think Jamison Williams is that good. Um, I think the other piece I'd go for now on to 12 is I have a suggestion. What if we kick it back to them so they can stop copying us in hidden ways here? So that way you get a chance mm-hmm. to kind of go, and, and then we can kind of re-back, re-back here. If you want to go Minnesota, you guys go. It's fine. All right. Okay. We, 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 we can do that here. So we've got the Carolina Panthers on at number 12 because we had them trading back from 12. Now, the offensive line selections aren't too different, Connor. Uh, actually, it's exactly the same as what it was as number six. You just yep. might be more comfortable taking an offensive lineman here. Does anybody stand out to you, like Trevor Penning or Bernard Raymond? Or I would prefer Raymond over Penning. I'll I think say I, that. I think I would too. I, I like his outlook more. I know the NFL seems to like Trevor Penning a lot more, but I like Bernard Raymond if we're going offensive tackle. Yeah, it would. I be understand that, for that me. Pe- people are going to be like, "Oh, like don't force the pick for Carolina," but Carolina's put themselves in this position where they have sure. to force the pick. So sure. they, this is they've could trade back again, force another trade. Uh, no, keep going. No, and you're, no, you're not no. comfortable swinging for the fences on Malik Willis at 12, right? 
It's I know it's not pretty. The situation pretty. for Carolina is just so dire. Like yeah. I I I think that their best bet would probably be going Malik Willis at twelve. I think I honestly as grim as that can sound because it's not it can, like it's Bernard not a Malik Raymond thing. It's the quarterback or, class. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, but it's not like Bernard Raymond or Trevor Penny. It's not like we're choosing a surefire offensive tackle. Like these are developmental no, dudes, anyways. So I, I guess I you might as well take the swing, development. Swing on the quarterback, right? All right. We seem so we seem so, so jacked up about this one. Excited about it. Malik Willis, yeah. hold up. Wait, 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 hold on. You hate Desmond Ritter, don't you? you oh like God. Desmond Ritter? Ritter in the top fifteen is okay, okay. just All fire right, Matt fine. Rule. Okay. Just <laughs> fire Matt Rule when this is done. Okay, enough with the Desmond Ritter Come slam. On. We'll go with Malik what is Willis. Going we'll go with Malik Willis at number twelve. We'll go with Malik Willis at twelve. Y'all are up. I, I, I honestly don't think that's an awful scenario for Carolina. If they manage to trade back and still land Malik Willis, which I don't think is oh, ultimately I, what's going to happen, I think it's a sol- that's solid. That's a solid situation. In reality, yes, because I think they're taking a quarterback. Yes. But just like even after they take Malik Willis, you go, okay, Malik's going to struggle his first year. Matt Rule's going to get fired. They're mm-hmm. going to go into a rebuild. Okay, like where are we going from here? Are they going to be high enough to draft a quarterback next year? Are they going to do the same thing the Cardinals did with yeah. Rosen and Kyler? Like what are we doing here? So... I don't think it's that dissimilar of a situation to Chicago. Like Chicago last year trades up big for Justin Fields. They trade up for Tevin Jenkins, all because you know Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy know they got a short leash. And then those short-term decisions don't lead to immediate results. They both get canned, and now you're in a situation where the Bears don't have any resource to build around him and all that stuff. This is where Carolina is. They make this big trade for Sam Darnold, uh, and I think they're going to be reeling with the situation he's going to be put in if they bring in Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, whoever they do draft. Now net number 12, Panthers are not picking here for us. It is the Minnesota Vikings. Trent McDuffie on the board, the cornerback from Washington. George Karloftis, Purdue the edge defender up on the board. Garrett Wilson. I don't hate Garrett Wilson here. Now, one's talking about receiver to the Minnesota Vikings at 12. Adam Thielen getting older. You're going to have to pay Justin Jefferson a billion dollars here in a couple years. I don't hate going receiver. I think give them more weapons. Continue to throw the kitchen sink at the playmakers. I like Trent McDuffie, though, just because he's so good. Like, Tyra, the that's a good, board, that's a good description. And they obviously need <laughs> corner as well. So I think we I rock, like paper, that. scissors for it because I don't want That's McDuffie fine. here at all. Do it. Right, do it. Ready? Best Give of one, three, shot. two, one, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, two one, one, shoot. Crush, you never go scissors on the first one. You're literally a fool. Give us Garrett Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Austin has Mike in a mental cage right it's now. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Garrett Wilson's I, a Minnesota Viking thanks to The Rock being thrown out first. <laughs> I will hit you some mail. So I just I do want to tell a very a very small story that goes off of Austin having everyone in a mind clamp. When we are out drinking, he will play the the odds that you finish a game, and essentially it's just you have to say a number. It's like one through five or one through ten or something like that, and then you go three, two, one. If you say the same number, then you have to finish your drink. That's the that's kind of the rules of the game here. I've I've never seen somebody read people's minds the way Austin does during that game. It is it is it is <laughs> sick. I don't understand it. You have a superpower. It is so you absolutely working Mike right there in rock paper scissors does not shock. Me. Surprises no one. Surprises no one. Rock paper scissors odds those games. It's all mental. It's all mental. I know, and yeah, dude, you put on you put on a full court press. Like, I'm shout out to the comment from Andrew Pierce that says, "I really hope this is how NFL war rooms work." <laughs> Rock paper scissors. Too. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it, been play, played around the league. 
listen you know they can uh if a, if a, if some team wants to hire us all to run their draft we can we can figure it out we can go live during the draft if we're reading the chat space explorer also said everyone on the stream is so handsome that the camera must have been on mike i think i'm on the outside looking in here but we'll take it we will take it uh you guys are up at 13 houston at number 13 and uh boy i feel like we've got a treasure here for the houston yeah Texans. i agree we had them taking icky aquanu at number three and we have two guys who stick out to me Yep, Kyle Hamilton and Trevon yep. Walker. Yep, those <laughs> so are, those easy. Are, those are the two dudes who really stick out to me. I think this is probably where they need to go, Trayvon Walker. Like I like Kyle Hamilton a lot, but Houston's Houston's got a lot that they've still got to rebuild, right? This is not like a okay, let's plug a couple holes, get a safety, we're going to be good next year, all that kinds of stuff. I think that they need to build both trenches a lot more over the next couple of years. So I'd be leaning Trayvon Walker here. What do you think? I like your thought process, but I, I'd go with Hamilton because I think he's the safer player than Walker. He's okay. Yeah, he's a top 10 player for me while Walker's not. And I think that when you look at – I agree with your thought of the trenches, right? I've always said with Trayvon Walker, if, if Houston is really that enamored with him, which it's grown into that the Jaguars are, so we've gotten away from that conversation. I would just wonder if Casario sees Walker as this Richard Seymour kind of player with his background in New England. Uh, so that wouldn't shock me. I, I would just roll with Hamilton – they lost Justin Reed to the Chiefs. They need help on the back end just as much yeah. as they need help on the front Reed, end. Reed not being there anymore probably skews what I think of it because I think like, oh, like Houston was okay at safety last year, but the big yeah. reason why they were okay, they don't have that anymore. He's a good player. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go Hamilton. We can go okay. Hamilton here. Let's make Hamilton happen at 13, which puts you guys now up for the Houston Texans. Hamilton obviously already off the board. He went 11 to the Washington Commanders. The names I like here, and I know I just – destroyed you in rock paper scissors to lead mcduffie on the board i'm happy with mcduffie he's, here he's at 13 i like carl loftus here at at 13 and i also lean potentially jordan davis chris olave mm -hmm. or other names i throw out there but i don't think you can go wrong here maybe just take the best player on the board which in this case would be trent mcduffie i, I think carl loftus um i think line of scrimmage line of scrimmage players because of just the complete lack of line of scrimmage players at yeah the moment. so yeah i think carl loftus no, I'm fine with it. and you know if you're trying to change the culture of your locker room, Evan Neal, George Karloftis, tough to go wrong with those two guys. Karloftis, a top 10 player on my board. I'm huge. I'm big on Karloftis. I think I've seen drafts where he falls into the 20s. I know Connor, you're lower on Karloftis. I think he is a guy that should be going higher than 13, but I think at 13, that's good value for Houston. Let's lock it in. Uh, Drew Doherty you know, on our guest mock draft series also had Karloftis going to the Houston Texans at number 13, so he very much agrees with that pick. Connor, we're up at number 14, and uh, essentially, which Georgia Bulldog do you want here? Do you want Jordan Davis, do you want Devontae Wyatt, or do you want Trayvon Walker? I think that's what it's going to come down to. We had Jeff Zarebic on for our guest mock draft when he was picking for the Ravens, and he talked about the defensive line need, how they have a need at a couple of different spots, and even though they're bringing Calais Campbell back, and they've got a couple of guys in there that they've got in their rotation, both young and old, they do need to get younger. They do need to get some new blood into that defensive line. It's just where they want to go with it. Who is the leader of the clubhouse, I think, out of that group? Or maybe, shoot, maybe you want to throw somebody else in there too. No, I love where your head's at with this one. I go with Jordan Davis, right? Just get a mammoth in the middle, that Vince Wilfork type of player in the middle that is just mm -hmm. going to eat so many blockers. It's going to open up so much for the rest of your scheme. Uh, so for me, this would be Jordan Davis. I, I could sit here and make an argument even for Wyatt, Trayvon Walker, um, you know, in a sense, maybe Carl Loftus, it's a little early for him. Like I said, I wish Ajabo was healthy because that would have been a, a dream scenario for him in the top 20 as well. Sure. So, sure. yeah, I, I would roll with Jordan Davis if you like that one. 
I've I've loved the idea of Jordan Davis going to the Baltimore Ravens. I've I've <laughs> I haven't had a scenario where Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, and Trayvon Walker are all on the board since uh, I don't know January, but. I think I would go with Jordan Davis here as well. Let's go Jordan Davis at pick 14 to the Baltimore Ravens. Walker on an absolute slide Ooh. on the NFL SE mock draft. I respect the vigor and and the uh, not to follow the league. Uh, for me, I think it's either a repeat pick and going Jordan Davis as well because Trayvon Walker isn't on the board or going Trent McDuffie, again, because yeah. he's fallen and uh, top I, guy on I the like board. McDuffie. Let's like go McDuffie. McDuffie. Let's go McDuffie to the Baltimore Ravens. Explain why you wanted him as high as 12 here. So he's... I mean, super athletic, probably the smoothest corner in the draft class. Obviously, length isn't great, but you have two outside corners already in Baltimore. Now, both outside corners coming off of IR, one with torn pec, one with an ACL. So he can slot in the slot as well, has that sort of play style to fit in there. When those guys are healthy, those guys, you know, TBD on their health going into next season. If they're not, he can also fill an outside corner. And obviously, with the Ravens, what they do defensively, how they've, you know, invested or where they've, where they've tried to invest is that back end, so continue to do so. Love investing in the back end. Now let's go McDuffie. The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> up at number 15 now. So the Eagles have two picks, so we got a kind of game plan for the Eagles here. They got a lot of different needs. They have a couple of needs, mainly the one at linebacker, which we know that they're not going to pick in real life that we might have on the table here for them. But Trent McDuffie is still there, who... I think the Eagles would love in their secondary. He gives you that safety versatility. A lot of people look at Trent McDuffie and they say, oh, he's got the versatility. You can play him on the outside in the slot, but he didn't really play in the slot. It's not that he can't. He just hasn't, doesn't have that experience. Now, he does have versatility playing from safety as well. And, and when I got to sit down and talk to him, he talked about how he would love for a team to be able to utilize him in all different kinds of ways with all the different kinds of um, different personnel packages and being able to put him at safety sometimes as an outside corner. He's certainly open to the slot as well. So... Man, I like McDuffie here. Trayvon Walker, obviously, still here as well. Devontae Wyatt, we know that Fletcher Cox isn't going to be there forever. They've got Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, but imagine Devontae Wyatt in that rotation as well. And then, of course, like receivers, Traylon Burks is still here. Chris Olave is still here. What are you thinking with this one, Connor? I kind of love McDuffie in this situation. This is one of those spots where if he can make it here, how do you pass on him, right? Uh, You know, Mike kind of hinted at it, just the – that quick twitch athleticism, such a smart player, uh, super hyper aware in zone. I think that he would come in and give that Eagles corner group a little bit of a youth infusion. So it would be really tough for me if I'm Philly to pass on him. I think it's a need. I think it's it's probably best player available uh, for me in the spot or one of the best players available as well, discounting a guy like Tyler Linderbaum. So that's where I would roll right now. And I'd, I'd feel pretty good about getting day one impact from him as well. So too, he would just—he—he's such a good corner. He can do so many different things for you. And I think if you're looking at the draft strategy here, you've got the Jets now sitting at 16, and you've got the Chargers at 17. I think both of those teams are yeah. threats to take a corner. Yeah, you don't so, wait till 18. You're right. Right. You—you you would if if you want a corner, McDuffie's basically the last one until you get kind of a gap between uh, Andrew Boot Jr. Depending on how high you have him, Kyer Elam as well, or maybe what you think of Dax Hill. So. All right, we'll go. We'll go Trent McDuffie here. I'm okay with Trent. I'm. I'm not super. I don't have any uh, callings one way or the other. I think there's a lot of options they could go with. So we'll go McDuffie at 15 and see what's on the board for us. Is 18. 
love to see it. Off of that, Philadelphia Eagles now drafting here at 15. We obviously know they have another pick at 18. McDuffie off the board. And, and Trev mentioned something about the gap between McDuffie and you know Andrew Booth Jr. I, I'm higher on Booth than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, I think Booth is close. I think he's Booth good. is. I think Booth is closer to McDuffie than people are giving credit for. I think he's closer to Sauce and Stingley. I don't think he's in that tier one, but I think he's high tier two. And I would not hate going Andrew Booth Jr. this high. And I know a lot of people would probably look elsewhere, specifically linebacker Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean. I would 100% take Andrew Booth Jr. at 15 over either of the linebackers, Lloyd or Dean. Now, that's not the, the only other players I would consider. It's probably Jordan Davis, Chris Olave. I think it's either Booth, Davis, or Olave for me. And if you like Davis more than you like Booth as a prospect, I get that. Or Olave more than Booth as a prospect, I get that too. I, I think we should pick between those three players, Davis, Olave, or Booth. I think it's either between Davis or Devontae Wyatt, truthfully. Okay. I just think DT, again, with what the Eagles do, where they invest, those are two damn good DTs, very athletic. So I, I, I think Jordan Davis is where I'd probably lean. Let's go Davis. I like Davis. Jordan Davis, right. Georgia defense tackle off the board at 15. You guys are up. I think that I think I think that's certainly a direction that the Eagles would go, no doubt about it. All right, the Jets are 16 now because the Jets are at 16 and 19. Already picked at 10. They got Drake London. Where would New York go here, Connor? We've got George Karloftis, Trevon Walker, Bernard Raymond. Um, probably not picking wide receiver. Obviously, Chris Olave is still there, but Andrew Booth, Kyer Elam. What do you think about this board here? If you pass Man, on I think Walker this is here. Where you- you start I, to get more comfortable with Walker wait, here, and they, they have a desperate Wait, wait what did you say, Austin? I said you can't pass on Walker here. I, I think I think even as, as much as concerns I have with his production, like right. this is a one-of-one one athlete. I, I think getting – I think as I've said I don't think this is going to happen. I think Walker goes inside the top three, but I, I would be strongly, strongly considering Walker, especially after – who'd you guys take – you know, get London at 10, and then you yeah, have Walker you at 16. Pass rush help. Right, That's hot. right. So, I mean, this is closer to where I have him ranked. So you start to feel more comfortable with the projection of the player. Right. Um, you buy in that Robert Sala can get the most out of him. He's done a good job developing guys over his career up front in the front seven. And he's just realistically, so now they also have pick 19. You mm-hmm. don't want to let him sit there for 17 and 18. I, I would lean Trayvon Walker in this spot as well. You got your wide receiver. Um, you feel pretty. You feel like Edge is just at the top of your needs, even with Carl Lawson coming back. So this is the spot where you, you're willing to gamble a little more and, and bet on Walker's traits. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get Walker off the board at this point because we all know that he's obviously going to go a lot higher. And even though he didn't have the great production scores, the athleticism is just there. I mean, I think anything between 13 and this pick here, 13, 14, 15, and 16, I think would be all great homes for Trayvon Walker. So we can totally go him at 16. I think this is a good spot for him, especially since they didn't go edge rusher yet in this draft. So we'll go Trayvon Walker to the Jets at 16. Massive value for the New York Jets. That would be and that would be bigger than a dream. That would be <laughs> that would be sick to see if they foresaw on that defense. At number 16, we still have the New Orleans Saints picking here. This is their first of two first round selections, 16 and 19. We know, we know they have needs at wide receiver and okay. offensive tackle. Are you at all considering quarterback, though. I think more quarterbacks come off the board in the actual draft before the pick 16, but Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, all the quarterbacks still available. If you Do you want to pass on quarterback here? If so, I think we go either Trevor Penning, or no, sorry, not Trevor Penning, Bernard Ryman or Chris Olave, if you want to pass on quarterback. I think passing quarterback here. Okay. And do you I, want Ryman or Olave? I, I think you got you got a wide receiver, OT, needy team behind you. I think the difference between like an Olave and... 
whoever else is going to be on the board next at the wide receivers, probably smaller than Ryman in the next OT, but that's just my take on, yeah. on this situation. Let's right. go Ryman then. I right, like Ryman. Let's go Ryman. Bernard Ryman, 16 to the New Orleans Saints. All right. Okay. Saints get an offensive tackle. We obviously are not picking for the Saints there. We had them trading up to uh, to go and get Evan Neal at number four. That puts us up at 17, Los Angeles Chargers. Corner's a big need for them. Offensive tackle is a big need for them. We got Trevor Penning and uh, Bernard Ryman still on the board. I mean, corner, again, if you want to, if you want to get into Andrew Booth, Kyer Elam, those guys are still there, but none of the, the big three, if you will, still on the board for them. Connor, where I'm looking is wide receiver. Me too. I like the value better. I like the value a lot better. Chris Olave is my guy, man. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's a scheme I think, fit. I, I think that Chris Olave on the other side of some Justin Herbert deep balls would be a thing of beauty. And I think that th- this is this is a team that obviously went to improve their defense a lot, as we saw over free agency. They went out and they got Khalil Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson. They talked about, oh, you know, doing all these things to free up Derwin James to allow him to be – uh, his incredible self and do whatever he can as a playmaker there. But on the offensive side of the ball too, they know that they are in a division that's got a lot better around them as well. They know the bills are also going to be there in the playoffs. They need to score points. And what better way to do that than to keep your foot on the gas pedal, if you will, with acquiring wide receiver talent. If Chris Olave is here, I like this a lot better than who else we got on the board. So if you do not disagree, I'm going to go Chris Olave here. I don't disagree at all. You want to be, you know, you want to be a top dog, try to be three deep at weapons. This gives them that, you know, third guy at wide receiver uh, for Justin Herbert. And like I said, I just like his fit in this offense a lot. And I'd rather get the value at wide receiver in Olave than reach on a tackle or a corner. I'm with you. I'm with you. 100%. All right. Y'all are up. 17. I'm banging the table for Olave here, too. I'm yep. happy with the repeat pick. I think I've wanted them to get Jamison Williams at 17 the entire pre-draft process. I don't think he's ultimately going to be there, but I think there's a good chance Chris Olave is there. And I think he offers. A lot of the same skill set, smooth mover, efficient feet, good speed, compliment to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. This is a dream scenario. I'm agreeing with the NFLSC guys. Let's go Olave at 17. Boom. Eagles at 18. Connor, this one comes down to two players for me. And when I say that, I mean it comes down to three players for me. (laughs) And when I say that, I just remembered something else, and it comes down to two players for me. (laughs) Devontae Wyatt. Yep. And Traylon Burks. Those are the two that I'm thinking of. Wow. Here because with them, with them going Trent McDuffie up at 16, they got a corner. And I like the corner pick. But, dude, this wide receiver room is bad. And it, it's, it, it needs someone, something. And I think they can be creative with how they use Traylon Burks, get the ball to him in a variety of different ways, use him as a compliment with Devontae Smith as well. But on the other side of things, I love Devontae Wyatt. I think that he is a fantastic player. And if if Jordan Davis was not in this class, shoot, if, if Devontae Wyatt was even at a different school other than Georgia, I think that we're talking about Devontae Wyatt as a much higher pick. So I'm a lot higher on him. I like the idea of them investing in their defensive line there. But what do you think about this pick here for Philly? Yeah, I'm with you. I would probably lean Devontae wide. I think he's such a good scheme fit for them. I think it's an area where they got to get younger, and they know that. Um, you saw the the Band-Aid deal. They got done with Fletcher Cox. You're kind of looking up, you know, for the next man up. So I, I would – if it's not – if Devin Lloyd's not in this conversation, and I like Traylon Burks as a fit in that offense as well, but I think I'm going to roll with Wyatt for the, the instant impact you can get and the long-term gains you can get uh, in what's a sneaky area of need for them. Because the Eagles have – what picks do they have? They have 
these in round one. They have a second round pick. They have two third round picks. Look, I, I, they got I like day Devin, two ammo. I got Devin yeah. Lloyd as well, but like you can hit wide receiver and linebacker yep, really nicely in this class. In yeah. day two, you're so. not getting Devontae Wyatt kind of player. In, you damn, the you damn right you're not. Yeah. So we're going to go Devontae Wyatt here at 18 for the Eagles. Y'all are up. If we would, if we didn't already take Jordan Davis, maybe we double dip with Devontae Wyatt and yeah. Jordan Davis on the interior yeah, for the Philadelphia just, Eagles. Just form the Georgia front again. Just I think it's it interesting how we have the board stacked up right now on our end. Devin Lloyd available, Devontae Wyatt, N'Kobe Dean, Tyler Linderbaum. Those are the four best available, all four low-value positions. And while there obviously is a need for Philadelphia at linebacker, we talked on our podcast today, mm -hmm. just the depth at linebacker in this draft. And at 18, I think it's too rich for a Lloyd, yeah. too rich for a Dean. And if we didn't already take, like I said, if we didn't already take Davis, I think we double dip a DT. I'm more interested in going a different position group here. Maybe even looking at receiver with some of the receivers available. Maybe looking at corner. Andrew Booth Jr. continues to stand out to me. Where are you at here? Yeah, we can have, and to explain that further, like we high, super high on Lloyd. Lloyd would be a slam dunk to me at pick 18 in terms of just value, in terms of how good a player you're getting for that pick. But that's not how just draft decision, maker decisions have to work mm -hmm. or should work when there is a deep linebacker class, when you can find a guy who's also very good when in the second round at a position like linebacker, I say you wait, and I say you address positions that maybe you can't find guys that have that skill set later on. To me, I would consider Andrew Booth here. Probably would be my pick one. I don't see, not to say I don't see the wide receiver need. Booth. I do, but I think you still have enough. Their wide receiving core is still young enough that you hope and pray. You're going to hope and pray for development and not necessarily need to take a wide receiver in the first round for the third straight year. So, I go Booth. The only other consideration here, and I know I'm lower on Jermaine Johnson than others, but don't be overconfident in your valuation, is Jermaine Johnson. If you wanted to go edge, right? If you want to double dip on the defensive line, you grab Jordan Davis and Jermaine Johnson. I'm, I'm willing to have consideration there. I'd take Booth over Johnson at mm -hmm. this point, but what's your thought? I'd go Booth. Let's go Booth. Andrew Booth Jr., Clemson, cornerback, going number 18 to the Philadelphia Eagles. So your Eagles Hall was Jordan Davis and Andrew Booth, yes. right? Yes, yes. And we, and we went Devontae Wyatt and Trent McDuffie. That's I don't funny. hate it. I don't hate it. There that's, we go. That's funny. Mm. 19, New York Jets. New York Jets took Drake London at 10. We also had them taking Trayvon Walker at 16. You love to see it. Now, who are we going with at 19, Connor? Man, two players for me here, right? They got pass rusher. They got wide receiver. For me, this would be down to Devin Lloyd and Tyler Linderbaum with Dax Hill or Lewisine being kind of those dark horse guys mm. in this spot because they okay. do need it. They do need a safety, and I'm I'm pretty high on both those players. But I'd rather get a real true, you know, top twenty kind of impact talent in this spot. Um, Connor McGovern's a free agent after this year. They're going to need a center. He hasn't been great for them either, to be honest with you. And you we know. know how much they need to run the ball. He's a good scheme fit for them, Linderbaum. And then there's Devin Lloyd. So, I mean, Trev, I'll actually, I'll, we've done so much uh, deferring to me with the Jets picks. I'm going to put mm -hmm. you on the spot here, and, and you're going to be between Devin Lloyd and Tyler Linderbaum. I'm going Linderbaum, man. I love getting Linderbaum in the top 20. I, I, I get it, positional value. He's small, all that stuff. He's just a damn good football player, man. I, I, I think that he's fantastic, especially for the Jets as the third selection here in the first yeah. round for them. I love this. You mentioned it. He's totally a scheme fit. There's not a lot of offensive lines that Tyler Linderbaum, for as much as I like him, you could plop him in the NFL and he could just thrive immediately right away. Jets, I think, are one of those teams where he has that ability to do that in the floor offense and how much he could use his athleticism, use that lighter frame 
to his advantage. We know he's got the wrestling background, so he's got the core strength. And so I think that even in even in this Jets offense, you might be able to get away with playing him at different interior offensive line positions. Certainly his best is going to be at center, but I think in this offense, you can also get away with him being a little bit versatile here. So we're going to go Tyler Lindbaum for the Jets at 19, which puts you guys up for the Saints at number 19. I'm going to bring it up again. I know we talked about it at 16, and we went with Bernard Ryman, the offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, but do we go quarterback? I mean, Malik Willis still on the board. I It's getting to the point where even if you're low on him, it's worth the flyer. And you've talked about the New Orleans Saints. It's a good dining spot for him. Gets to sit behind Jameis Winston potentially. They have a good roster, unlike a lot of the other teams rumored to take a quarterback in this mm-hmm. class. I'm thinking Malik Willis or you're looking at receiver maybe going after Burks or something. I, I don't know. I, I'm more on Willis than anything right now. I like Lewis Seen here because you have Daniel Sorensen penciled in as one of your starting safeties, possibly. So that's worrisome for me. When you go from Malcolm Jenkins and uh, who was the other uh, Williams, Marcus Williams, to now Marcus May and Daniel Sorensen, I, I would rather lean safety here because you're with the contract they gave Jameis. It is two years. Like as much as I would love for them to to get a quarterback, you're stuck with Jameis for two years. Uh, so that's your three realistically before you're getting a quarterback on the football field and with kind of the way they've played this cap game and what they're doing with this roster they're still all in so uh, I do think that I would lean to try to build the best roster on Jameis try to catch lightning in a bottle so Lewis Seen's widely are we gonna have to go back to the rock paper scissors here because yeah, I don't want scene let's go let's go Willis first scene rock paper scissors okay. one two three shoot all right rock, rock paper scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot ah Gosh darn it, Lewis Seen. Wow. Going to New Orleans Mike. Saints. Going to New Orleans Mike Saints. Mike Clav's back. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Wow. I hate it. Lewis Seen. I never Seen. thought I'd see the Safety. Day. Never thought all those mind games. Mm. So uh so you so you went Lewis Seen for the Saints at nineteen, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. Which I hated on the record. <laughs> Do you hate to see it? <laughs> I hate you. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> so brutal, it's good. <laughs> all right, the Pittsburgh Steelers at number twenty. We already have Malik Willis off the board. We had him going to the Carolina Panthers at number 12 in a trade back with the Vikings, which is a great move by both GMs, I will say. Thank you, Austin. Uh, Number 20 here. Okay, so Malik Willis is not there. You got Trevor Penning. You got Bernard Raymond still on the board. I don't hate offensive tackle here. I think Raymond would be my guy. I'm trying to consider other options here. Can I sell? Can I sell you on Tyler Smith? Ooh. Go ahead. Let's hear I, it. I just like him in that offense as a. I think there it, with his age, there is so much more potential with him than Raymond and Penning. I think he's a big, athletic, bruising run blocker. Yes, you are gonna have to deal with pass pro limitations. You're one. You're gonna, but. It, to me, I'd rather swing for the fences on him than take an older guy in Penning or Raymond that still have flaws in pass pro. I get it, but you got Mitch Trubisky back there. You you don't have, you know, like a top five pick from a year ago back there. I think you can live with it a little bit more. I, it's a reach. I'm not going to hide it. You're reaching in this pick. If you take any tackle, you're reaching in this pick. If you take any quarterback, you're reaching in this pick. If that's the area we're looking at, I, I just want to make my case for Tyler Smith instead of just saying the shoe in of Penning or Raymond. Okay, I I would be 
I would be telling it you happen. My, my vote is going to be Bernard Raymond. So if, if okay. you want to have your vote for Tyler Smith, then we can. I don't think we can do rock, paper, scissors because we're not in the same room. So I feel like the internet connection is not going to be good enough. So like I'll flip a coin. No, you. no, I'll, I'll defer. I'll I'll have you take Raymond Beta. because okay. I will <laughs> say he there. I think him and Smith are both going to be left tackles, but I think there's less of a transition to playing NFL left tackle for Raymond next year. So it was just a little, but what about this? As okay, crazy. all right, okay. I think that I have a feeling that we're going to get Tyler Smith off the board at some point in the first round. But uh, I, I got to say, not at 20. Bernard Raymond's going 20. We're going to take uh, Bernard Raymond to the Steelers. Feels like Nora? a beta move from Connor there. Just laying down on the sword. Show up for uh, rock, paper, scissors. Just take Come it. on. Just take whoever Show you want. I wouldn't say rock, paper, scissors exactly. <laughs> She's going to walk straight up to you and just punch you right in the jaw the next time we Threaten see you. Threaten to kill him some, before you lay some down Some people like think that. in the comments that I'm with you guys because of the brick. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not with them. You're lucky. No, otherwise, no, still, Connor, Connor, <laughs> walk, Connor walks off screen and just starts like just straight choking I just appear right Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike. Yeah. We're in the same conversations. I loved Connor's talk, you know, how he was framing Tyler Smith. I think Tyler Smith should 100% be in the conversation here. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but not all that significant, especially with so much low-value positions on the board at the top. I, why not go – I've said it for the last few picks here. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Malik, Malik, Malik Willis. Willis, you go Sam Howell. I know Sam Howell's your, your, one of your top quarterbacks in this class. I like Malik Willis here. Yeah, Malik Willis. Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty, coming off the board at 20, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, not high on this quarterback class. Yeah, it lacks polish, but in that that that's where the value starts to make sense. You're getting such a sure. cheap quarterback with five years of control, and I think that's a situation that Malik Willis would be absolutely. A, you talk about him going to Carolina, where coach could get fired next year and all that stuff. That's not going to be Mike Tomlin's well, not going Matt, anywhere. Matt Canada might get fired. That's yeah, for yeah. sure. Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere though. Yeah, and you have some stability there. You have a really good receiving core. The offensive line isn't great, but it, it's a lot better situation than Carolina. I think that's a huge win for Malik Willis. And honestly, at pick twenty, they get a hands on him. I think that's a win for Pittsburgh as well. All right, we got New England. Actually, you know, to to your point, talking about Malik Willis, look, we we kind of talked ourselves into him going 12 to Carolina. And that's just, that's the landscape of this quarterback, right? We can all sit here and say, all right, well, maybe we don't have any first round grades on any of these quarterbacks, but these teams are in de desperate need for one. <laughs> the Steelers and the, and the Carolina Panthers are definitely in need of a quarterback. So, you know, if it hits, it's going to be able to save their franchises and where they're going and certainly uh, kickstart their rebuild and their winning windows as well. So New England at 21. Connor, we got a lot of different options here with New yeah. England at 21. Uh, we got George Karloftis on the board to potentially fill the edge need. Devin Lloyd, if we want a centerpiece in the middle, linebacker. We do still have Traylon Burks at wide receiver to help out that wide receiver core. We've got Andrew Booth. We've got Kyer Elam. I mean, it, You've got David Ojabo if you want to consider him as well. Like, this is a really good board for the New England Patriots. Is there one way you're leaning? Yeah, I'm leaning Devin Lloyd. I know that was our guest mock pick uh, from Evan Lazar, and I, I really agree with it because it gives you a little bit of both that uh, reliable linebacker in the middle of the defense that they – it matters so much to Bill Belichick. And also, he's a guy that can rush a little bit, which we know they need help there as well. You, you let him in – Matt Don rush on third downs a little bit and and you just trust him on early downs to be that stalwart run defender in the middle of the defense so I, I like Devin Lloyd in this spot I, I think they are a team that would rather try to find wide receiver on day two whether that's a John Mechie well, kind sure, of player yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I would look at Devin Lloyd in this spot. I think the value checks out. And you got to realize for New England, that's a position that while some teams might say it doesn't hold positional value, for them it means a lot. Where I'm looking at New England's depth chart right now. I like Karloftis a lot, man. He's 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 fallen. I know I know we're in this kind of mode where Karloftis just falls in mock drafts, but I like him. I know he's lower on your board, so we're a little bit split here. I think Devin Lloyd is interesting for the Patriots, right? Because they often go for heavier linebackers, guys who can play closer to the box, guys that are going to be able to crash down. I think of obviously everything that Dante Hightower has been for them. Devin Lloyd can do a lot for you, though. Evan Lazar did a great job of saying that, like, hey, you could put Devin Lloyd on the edge and he can give you a little pass rush there. He was great as a blitzer back in his junior season. Um when he was when they were having him blitz a lot and this past year he was really great in coverage so lloyd doesn't feel like the type of linebacker the patriots have traditionally drafted but i do feel like the game is changing yeah, since they totally. really emphasized linebacker and you are trying to get faster you are trying to get better in coverage and so if we draft Devin Lloyd here, it kind of ruins the dream of Leo Chennault being able to go to the New England Patriots, which I think is one of the greatest one-in-one fits that we'll see in this class. But I think the value makes sense for what a guy like Devin Lloyd could do. We'll go Devin Lloyd at 21 of the Patriots. All right. I, I think we have to consider yeah. Lloyd here at 21. I, I would go Lloyd or Wyatt. Is, is we have Wyatt still on the board? What, what, you want to go Lloyd or I Wyatt? Lloyd. Let's go Lloyd. We're gonna double tip. We're gonna we're gonna copycat the NFLSC crew here. I think Devin Lloyd at 21 makes a ton of sense. Green Bay Packers, uh, it's one of two players, right? It, I think it's I think it's either Traylon Burks or, or Zion Johnson. What do you think? Yeah, I would lean Traylon Burks in this spot. I wouldn't try to get too cute at wide receiver, although, you know, you never know what they would do. I, I would take Traylon Burks in this spot. I, I, I think, think it, would, that, it would be absolutely silly for them to pass on Traylon Burks. Right? Yeah, I think That's, so too. And you know, you know, Dallas is all over him at twenty-four, so he's not—he's not making it to twenty-eight. It's too correct. Risky. Yeah. I, I don't think you overthink this one. I think he you is, take Traylon Burks. There's no way he's making it to twenty-eight. If he's on the board for Dallas at twenty-four, he's absolutely he's gone. going to be. Yeah, uh, he's gone. Yeah, he's which is why he won't be in this draft. I agree with you. All right, Traylon Burks to uh, the Green Bay Packers at 22. Didn't need too long of an explanation there. What do you guys think? I'm lower on Burks than a lot of media. I think the league will be higher on him. He's got the, the size speed profile, right? But I, I'm lower on Burks. So I don't, I'm don't. i not even considering Burks here at 22. I think that there's more value in Wyatt. I, 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 I'm even considering interior offensive line, like Zion Johnson here potentially. Um, you know, corner is another option as well. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot they could go, but I don't think I'm going Burks. I don't think so either. Uh, two names that would come to my mind are Sky Moore and Tyler Smith, truthfully here. Yeah. Uh, two young, superb Dang. athletes on the offensive side of the ball. We know they love youth. And Tyler Smith could probably start slots at guard easier early in his career mm -hmm. to then be the left tackle of the future with Dave Bakhtiari. His and age, and you're going Tyler history. Smith over Zion Johnson and Trevor Penning. Yes, I think so. Um, but I think Tyler Smith's better tackle prospect than Penning in terms of like similarly highly tooled athlete but I think he has more functional athleticism and functional strength on a football field that translates um, and obviously much younger than all the other guys there that you listed so he's 21 just turned 21 the other guys uh, Zion 22 and 
pending, you know, 23. I like I like Tyler Smith over Sky Moore. Let's lock in Tyler Smith of Tulsa. Off to tackle, Ooh, could kick Tyler into the Smith interior. Tyler Smith at 22. I thought we were, Let's like, go, I thought we were a little early, Connor, when we were talking about him at 20. But I, Yeah, I spun it like it was the craziest take of all time. And they're out 20. here drafting I'm, I'm glad him two to hear picks it. later. Dude. I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm glad to hear, um, you know, someone else has him over penning as well. Because I think that okay. just has not been popular. Lately. You're gonna you're gonna really have to convince me that George Karloftis is not gonna be the pick here for the Arizona Cardinals because when I look at this Cardinals depth chart on their defensive line, Zach Allen, Lecky Fotu, an aging JJ Watt, Devin Kennard. It's bad. Marcus Golden. Like who is rushing the passer without Chandler Jones? Oh, who can get to the quarterback? Well, I hate that they're in that spot because I, I want to take Zion Johnson here, honestly. I, I want to help out Kyler Murray. I want to help out the run game. Kyler want to get, be there. I want to get better on the Stop. interior offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you really want to sour that relationship any further, take, take Sam uh, Howell. George yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just Sam Howell. All right, so. But, I mean, I'll, the value's fine for me with Karloftis in this spot. I just, I'll say that. Man. I, I would take Zion. Need... Rodney what? Hudson, Will Hernandez, Justin Pugh. Oh, I mean, what is this, 2014? Hey, Rodney Hudson can still play. Sure. But In Zion's 2014? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a crazy depth chart you just announced. No, it's terrible. It's ass. It's insane. It's bad. This team just – I want everybody to realize this team took – linebacker in back-to-back -back seasons yeah and they're sitting here with this offensive line man i mean you made my argument for me i didn't want to <laughs> fine zion johnson fine. that's stupid fine oh <laughs> my the gosh he hates the it the cardinals made me do it they made me do it they made me do it he I'm sorry, hates george karloftis i wanted to pick you but the Cardinals maybe do it. You guys are out. What Mike, what do you take? think about Devontae Wyatt here? This is that. Devontae Wyatt to the Arizona Cardinals. I do think Zion Johnson will be in 100% consideration. I think if Tyler Smith was on the board, I think he'd be in consideration here for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but Devontae Wyatt boy. falling this far, uh, I'm a big fan of him. And even though he's an older prospect, insane athlete. And I think he has better pass rushing ability than Jordan Davis. Yeah. That's exactly what they're looking for on, D on the DI front, on the DT front. Let's go Devontae Wyatt, Georgia. Boom. Dallas Cowboys up at number 24. They got some interior offensive line needs, and they got some offensive tackle needs for sure. They also have receiver needs, but nobody's left, I don't think. Out of like, Well, I guess Sky Moore is there. So if you're tempted by Sky Moore, I guess we can have a conversation about that. It's essentially going to come down to, actually, now that I'm looking at it, Sky Moore, George Pickens, Kenyon Green, or Trevor Penning for me. Is there anybody that okay. I didn't list? I would throw Tyler Smith into the conversation because they'd like the flexibility of a long-term tackle. Ooh, I don't hate that. Yeah. I actually like that. Yeah, it would be Tyler's. I don't want to just – I think Kenyon Greed is, is an NFL guard strictly. Yeah. Um, so as much as I like him there for 2022, mm -hmm. I like the long-term outlook for Tyler Smith on that team playing guard and then flexing out to tackle down the road. That's good. Good. You like that? You like yep. that? Let's do it. Tyler right. Smith, 24 to the, uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. They can get wide receiver later. I think I've seen that mocked a handful of places. I like it every single time. I think they're smart to look at Tyler Smith in this spot. Obviously, Smith on off the board for us, went to the Packers at 22. Some of the names on top of PFF's draft board right now, Nicobe Dean, linebacker at Georgia, Linderbaum, uh, center from Iowa, got Howell up top, the, the North Carolina QB, Trevor Penning in consideration. I don't hate here. Randy Gregory 
pulls the the Yankee swap on him late, goes to Denver Broncos, and we still have Jermaine Johnson on the board. Yeah, and Jermaine Johnson, we are lower on than the consensus. I like Johnson over Penning in this spot. I like Johnson over Traylon Burks in this spot. Uh, yeah. Should we go Johnson? Yes. Let's go Jermaine Johnson, Florida State, at 24 to the Dallas Cowboys. Is that the – that's got to be the biggest gap for us in mocks, right? Because we had Jermaine Johnson going nine, and you have him going 24. 24. Yeah, that probably I the guess biggest where, gap. Where did you have Trayvon Walker go off? Do you remember? We had Trayvon nine. Walker go nine to the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, so we had then him going 16, so that gap's not as big. Yeah, that's I think that's the – Jermaine Johnson. I did not expect Jermaine Johnson yeah, to be the, uh, it's a big the biggest one. gap here. Wow, okay. Hey, I think he ultimately, if we're talking realistically, I think he is going in the top 10. I, I think there's a really good chance he goes to Atlanta at eight. 15, I think Seattle, Seattle will consider him at nine. And then if, say – Jets go Ahmad Gardner at four. They could go Johnson at 10. Honestly, like, I think there's sure. a really good chance he goes in that eight to 10 range. But um, obviously, PFF or me and Mike, a little bit more specifically lower on Johnson than the media. Buffalo Bills up at number 25. Wide receiver and defensive line. George Karloftis is on the board, but they, I mean, it, defensive line need is, is more specific to the interior because they've got Von Miller, they've got Greg Rousseau, they've got AJ Epinesa, who they think is still going to get better. They've got Boogie Basham who they drafted last year. So I don't think they're going to be interested in Karloftis. Interior defensive lineman, I think Travis Jones could be very interesting. Sure, yep. Um, I would consider Andrew Booth here. Okay, I yeah, I like that. I don't. I definitely don't hate that. I was looking at wide receiver. I was looking at, we still got Sky Moore on the board. We got George Pickens on the board. Wide receiver for them is a little rich gets richer, which I'm okay with. I don't mind that. Man, I think we too. saw big strides out of Gabe Davis last year across from Stephon Diggs. Um, they did sign Jamison Crowder as like a th- number three or four. So they're mm-hmm. not they're, – they're doing well enough there when you factor in what Dawson Knox does to the pass game that maybe they could solve that on day two of the draft where they do have their picks. I think I'd be chasing some, some premium talent here. I would either draft and stash a Jabo, but I know they're so Super Bowl hungry right now right. No. that I, I would probably lean Booth. I'd much rather go Andrew Booth because it's a good shout-out. I'm glad the tailgate guys got him off the board a little bit earlier because I do think that he's good. I think he's one of the more underrated players in this draft class. and He's just been hurt. Right, I, I, and I think that he just – more snaps under his belt, him getting able to play. I also think he's part a, of it's because Clemson football was just absolutely unwatchable this past season. Yeah, the program sank, and that right, sank a right. guy like him. Yeah. And I think that he's he's a little bit reckless right now, right? He's, I agree. he's reckless in how he tackles. He's reckless in like, like oh, this receiver caught it. Okay, well, now like my upper body's moving and my lower body's not yet. He's just like he's he's kind of he's just not as controlled as you want. But he's got really good athleticism, and I think he's got good instincts too. So if you get this guy some snaps underneath his belt, I think you're going to get a damn good corner, not just year one i think that he'll be okay year two year three you might get a really good player so uh, let's go andrew booth here i like i like this here with uh the, the buffalo bills getting their cb2 i also think with booth i think you make you bring up a good point that he's reckless but i think he's a rec- he's reckless with how he attacks downhill i don't think he's reckless in terms of like giving up big yards and stuff i, sure. I don't think no, like no, no, he's like fair. he's fair. not like a roller coaster in terms of biting on things in front of him and stuff but like how he attacks screens how he attacks the run he can come off a little bit reckless i agree with that but i kind of want that little i kind of want that mean streak in andrew booth at the next level you, you would you would rather tell him to calm down exactly. than try to get exactly. something out of him that that might not be there for sure. Buffalo Bills at twenty five, honestly, and I mentioned we're a little bit lower on Burks, but I'm kind of considering it. I'm considering Burks here just because I think it complements what they have well in Stefan Diggs. He's he's a yak monster, can do a lot of things that Gabriel Davis can't do, that Stefan Diggs even can't do. I, I, I like Burks a little bit here. I'm considering it. Um, if not Burks, maybe you look at. 
Sky Moore, another receiver option. Could go corner, Kyrie Elam on the board. What, I was what, what, looking at Zion Johnson or Travis Jones, honestly. So okay. guard I like Zion. I like Zion over the names I Zar- Guard position is just a disaster for them right now, honestly, with what they've thrown out the past year. Now they signed Roger Saffel, but he's like 34, 35. Yeah, he's it's falling off a cliff. Downhill. Quickly. So that might not be the answer. And you lost Harrison Phillips in free agency. Defensive tackle, obviously we know they like to invest their defensive line. I think they've gone D-line like first pick last three years. So I lean one of those two, but who was it you said? Burks? I, I don't love attacking Traylon Burks here, truthfully. Wide receiver core, I, I'm not sure. I, I like I like what they have with Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Jameson Crowder, honestly. I'm not sure he breaks that three deep if we draft him. So that's why I lean those two positions. Let's do it. I'm all in. Let's go Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson. All right, cool. All right, Connor. We got the Tennessee Titans up here at number 26. Walt, if you haven't been paying attention to chat, has just been all over this mock draft with his 25 years of expertise as a mock drafter. 25 plus. 25 plus, sorry, years of expertise as a mock drafter. I asked him who the Tennessee Titans should take. He said Bernard Raymond. Raymond is off the board for us already. But Trevor Penning is still here. That's where I was leaning. Do we consider, I mean, this is Mike Vrabel's guy, right? Yeah. Spit and vinegar. Eats a bowl of nails for breakfast without any milk, to quote SpongeBob, right? I mean, like, that's the kind of guy that we're talking about here. I feel like he's a Tennessee Titan through and through. So it sounds like you agree. Yeah, I think this is where Penning comes off the board for us. You can utilize his run blocking a little bit more in this scheme. Maybe you bump him over the right tackle and give him a little bit more help maybe you play him at guard there's a home for him on this offensive line and once again you can cover up his deficiencies that he'll deal with early on in pass pro a little bit more in what they do than a team that's going to drop back 40 times a game all right there we go trevor penning tennessee titans at 26 y'all are up i'm definitely considering penning here uh just because the position value i'm lower on penning i don't know you know i think in mock drafts i've put out i've seen him outside the first round just because i start to like other players more mm-hmm. um for tennessee i think they can also consider receiver i just don't know if the burks option is as complimentary to aj brown as you'd want it to be mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather have sky more than burks yeah, I agree. here at 26 if i'm looking at receiver um i also think they could go into your offensive line, I like Linderbaum here a little bit. If they wanted to go Linderbaum and, and, and um, Linderbaum's great scheme fit, yeah, uh, I, I would lean. So the three guys: Sky Moore, Tyler Linderbaum, Travis Jones. I mean, pair Travis Jones with Jeffrey Simmons. That's a tough defensive line. And with you know, they stunt, they slant, they do a lot, create a lot of havoc. Travis Jones can actually move for a nose tackle. I think it's a big, could be a big value add to that defense should they go that route. So that's probably where I would lean first just because you can find centers later. I don't think you can find a Travis Jones later in this class. Travis Jones it is. You've been trying to get him off the board for a while. I'm fine with Travis Jones. I like him out of UConn. All right, right, Tampa Bay of a number 27. Connor, I'll start. What what guys on the board would you like for Tampa Bay? And then we'll kind of have a discussion after that. Anybody really stick out to you? I mean, you know how I feel about Travis Jones there, just Mm -hmm. solidifying the middle of the defense that you can't do anything against. I think it's just insane. After that, it feels very luxury heavy. I mean, in our mock draft situation, we still have Kenyon Green there. I'm curious how you feel about him in that offense, Trevor, because I know their interior offensive line can use a long-term piece like him. Right. Besides that, in my eyes, you're just looking at luxury situations across the board. Yeah, I... The corners are gone, by the way, so that that didn't help either. Uh, so I think that this pick, 
it would come down to three guys. I think Tampa would lean towards taking Lewisine or Dax Hill. I think that's the direction that they would want to go. I think Dax Hill would probably be higher on their board because of the versatility that he would have yeah. a corner. Chess piece. But all of that to say, I would be picking Travis Jones. So Let's do it. You look, they're, 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 they might have a corner need here if they can't resign one of Jamel Dean or Sean Murphy Bunting after next year. I think there might be some change there. This is a team that has always heavily invested in secondary because they want speed, they want athletes, they want good players in the secondary that they can rotate everywhere. But Dominique is not on this roster yet. He might not be. I don't know. It, that's that's no sure thing that he's going to be with them. You put Travis Jones next to Vita Vea, you talk about it similarly to the way that those boys talked about Travis Jones being next to Jeffrey Simmons. So let's go Travis Jones here at 27. For the I like it. That's sick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vita yes. Vea, Travis Jones. It. You love to see it. Monstrous. Scared you, that is monstrous. All right. This one's tough. Really? I would love to see Tyler Smith here. He's I was saying the there's one. One pick. With the way the board's falling mm-hmm. for us. Let's there's one I pick. Hear it. I it's hear Daxon it. Hill. Daxon Hill. Yeah. There's I, one pick. I like Daxon Hill here. I'm a big Daxon Hill fan. I think the board right now, we have him as the 36th ranked player. I think that's low. I think he's a first-round player. I like him a lot. He he played the slot so well last year. Uh, super smooth-moving guy. Confident player. I, I think Daxon Hill is one of my favorite yeah. defensive back candidates in this class. Him and Petrie, man, played the slot so well last year. I think they're going to get underrated. And slot, slot cornerbacks start. You know, even if you want to play him more in the box and play some safety with him, I think he can do yeah. both, slot or box. Yeah. Uh, Daxon Hill over Petrie's not my favorite. I'm more of a Petrie guy, but let's go Daxon Hill. I'm, I'm down for that. I think for their defense, it just fits more with how aggressive they are, how much you get matched ISO man with, you know, your secondary, and just he can do that in his sleep. Probably the, he's the best at that in this safety class to where, yeah, you have a loaded secondary now, but that's – that's how you win. You know, that's that's how they won two years ago. That's how they're going to win again uh, in 2022 should they win the Super Bowl. It's because the secondary can have answers to every wide receiver core they're going to face. Daxon Hill gives you answers. So. I, I thought I loved the Travis Jones pick for them. I think I like our Daxon Hill pick for Tampa more. And I, I know that's a little biased, but I, I think Daxon there is, like, is, is a slam dunk. Those two picks. Like everyone keeps saying, guard for them, guard for them, guard for them. I, they can find one, they had Robert, they drafted Robert Haynes in the third last year. Pray he develops. Two, you could get this is a deep guard class. You can get one probably in the third round yet again that can mm. be comparable to some of the guys you're going to try to slot in in the first round. I think leaning elsewhere to try to get a real impact player from year one is where I'd go. I do think that you guys are kind of spot on in how you're evaluating Tampa. I, I would, like I said, I would lean Travis Jones if he was on the board because I like that better. I don't think they're as high on Travis Jones. I think if they're going to draft somebody to be next to Vita Vea, they're going to want it to be a quicker penetrating three technique guy but i love the idea of all that strength in the middle and letting joe try and show inca and uh and shaq barrett and the linebackers behind him really shine all that to say they would love dax hill i think so you guys are, are making a good selection there i really do like that so we've got the green bay packers up now at 28 we have them taking Traylon burks at 22 is this where george Karloftis comes off the board can we finally get him off the board here connor what do you think Man, it's not crazy. It does make some sense. I can also make an argument, though, for, for Daxon Hill, for I them, too. I and too. for Kenyon Green, honestly. I, I really can. I think that I would like Daxon Hill because he's the most premium player, I think, for me in this spot out of those guys. And thinking long-term for Green Bay in that situation. So I, if I had to vote, I would lean Daxon Hill. I know they need offensive line help as well, and we went Traylon Burke, so 
We'd have to look in another round to get that for them, but I just like but the I think talent. They're, they're they're okay with their interior offensive line, aren't they? Mike, can you speak to that? Don't they they don't like hate their interior offensive line, do they? They they are not bad, but they have they have answers. They're all young, all rookie contracts, but they they probably wouldn't lean that that early. I'd say. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I would I roll with Daxon Hill here, Trev. I, I just me. think that it, different difference making kind of player that can do everything in the secondary for you. Now, does it matter that? Okay, I'm looking at Green Bay's depth chart right now. They have Darnell Savage. They have Adrian Amos. They might not be there much longer. I think uh, I think at least Amos' contract is like sort of almost up. But the allurement with Hill is that he's kind of this like safety, also slot corner hybrid. Yeah, he's, he's going to be on the field. Right, but like doesn't – like Jair does a ton of work on the slot, right? So I would – project him to play outside in that scenario Ooh, when Hill? Hills when Hills oh, no okay. Jair when Hills sliding down into the slot. And I'm thinking I'm always thinking two to three years of the pick. So if one of those safeties are leaving in the next you know That's fair. I just year. wondered about that. I was like, okay, sure. I, I can get over the safety with both guys there and maybe Daxon Hill is gonna step in at some point. But I was like, man, are would they be would they not want to move Jair? Like do they think that Jair is that good in the slot? where they wouldn't want to move him when that situation called for it. And then it's almost like, okay, well, how is Daxon Hill getting on the field? But if if you think that they'd be okay kicking Jair out in those situations and getting the most out of Dax Hill, then I certainly don't hate it. I like the talent level there. There's also not – I'm not, like, super called to anybody else here for Green I think Bay. that's an so, issue as well, right? Yeah. We'll go Dax Hill. He's a damn okay. good football player. We'll go Dax Hill at 28. You guys are up. All righty then. Daxton Hill off the board already for us. Green Bay Packers, we went with Tyler Smith at 22. Burks, available at 28, but I want Sky Moore. I want Sky Moore over Traylon Burks here. I, I'm leaning more over Burks for 28 to the pack. Yeah, I'd go either Sky Moore or George Pickens. I don't think you'd go wrong with either. But I think that's whichever one toss up my eyes in terms of what what's going to fit their offense better. Um, so... Your choice between those two. I, I'm going Sky Moore. Let's I want Sky Moore here at 28. Sky Moore at 28. There it is. He's getting off the board. You, we knew you boys were you were itching to get him off the board, so we knew that that was going to come uh, sooner rather than later. We got the Chiefs now back to back picks, 29 and 30. Connor, I have I have I have one stipulation here for these two picks. One of them is going to be George Pickens. That I was going to say. That's why I wanted to do a 29. Okay, all right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go with George Pickens at twenty nine, and then we'll give ourselves a little bit of time to think about who we're picking at thirty. So you guys are up at twenty nine. Okay, then twenty nine. Can't see Chiefs. This is Burks. I mean, shit. I wanted George Pickens here too. You want Pickens or <laughs> yeah, Burks? So I want Pickens. <laughs> Let's go Pickens. Then. All right, we're Let's both go going Pickens. Pickens. Right. I, I, Burks is falling way further than he's going to, though. You right, think we, so? are, we are we are planting our flag on Burks not think, being the guy. I don't. I don't think it's that crazy. You had a. Big wide receiver, run slow. A.J. Brown went to the second round. All right. All you right. Know, like, A.J. Brown, a better athlete. What's the second round? More productive. What's yeah. the second round? We're going Pickens. Trevor, is this where the Karloftis slide ends? I mean, please, for the love yeah, of I'm God, down for that. let's I'm get down Karloftis for that. off the freaking board. All right. George yeah. Karloftis at number 30. I feel like, dude, when did I when did I advocate for Karloftis? I think I was talking about Karloftis at nine. Like, I was talking about Karloftis for the Seattle Seahawks in the top 10, and we're getting him off the board at number 30. Don't say I ever, I ever did anything for you, Connor. I'm letting you uh, I'm letting you drive the Karloftis narrative here. So, all right, George Pickens and Karloftis for the Chiefs there at 29 and 30. All right, here for the Chiefs, I can see Trevor Penning. 
coming off the board. Oh yeah, really and I don't hate the value there at that point. Yeah. You got Pickens and Penning. I think those are those are those are big wins for Kansas City. And honestly, you know, Penning's going to go a lot higher. Don't be overconfident in our own evaluation of Penning. We're lower on him, obviously, but I think position value, all that makes sense. Let's go Penning here. Bengals at thirty-one here, Trev. Mm, Spent a lot of money on fixing this offensive line in the pro market. And, you know, obviously good on them. In this situation, that board is not falling the way you'd want it to. Lord it, knows we can't give him a linebacker. If you give him a linebacker, you're not welcome in Cincinnati. You guys Lord. live in Cincinnati, so I don't <laughs> want to do that to you. Oh, man. Could they I go mean, Kenyon Green here? Kenyon Green's still on the board. Kenyon Green is on the board. I think that's where I'd go. I, I, I would say it's either Kenyon Green or Logan Hall. Let's that's roll it. with Kenyon Green. Okay. All right. So Kenyon Green getting them an interior offensive lineman, and now they're loaded in that group. Not I you know agree. not an elite group, but a very, very different some, group than last talent. year. You yes. attacked the offseason the way yes. you needed to getting Kenyon Green there. That's a that is a job well done for the Cincinnati Bengals. What do y'all think? I don't hate that man. Kenyon Green going to get him. I think that's uh that's not a bad piece. They've added so much to the offensive line though that I think a dream scenario for them is to go corner. And if Andrew Booth was available, I'd slam dunk Andrew mm-hmm. Booth. But Kyrie Elam's still on the board. I- I'm leaning Elam over any of the offensive linemen available. Here. I think Linderbaum, man. Oh, that's right. Linderbaum's still so on the board. Perfect. I'm 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 sorry. Linderbaum's yeah. still on the board. I I think we have to do it. Yeah, Linderbaum's, Linderbaum's too perfect. Let's go, Lindy. Yeah, too perfect scheme fit. Lindy, uh, okay, Detroit Lions <laughs> up at 32. This is the final pick for both of us. Easy we one. had we had Aiden Hutchinson going at a number two overall to the Detroit Lions. They actually had a corner. They had Sauce Garner. Um, guys, that we have on the board, dude. It's Nicobe Dean. I mean, hold on. No. Wait, hold on, hold on. It could be Nicobe Dean, but it could also be. Wait for it. Louis Seen. Sure. This is a what we would do mock. They need a linebacker like they need oxygen. And a damn good one is staring them in the face. And you get him for five years. This is... I would... Let me put it like this. I don't know if I trust letting Jacksonville pick at 33. Not taking Dean or trading that pick to somebody taking Dean. That I'd say I will take him at 34. I would take Nicobe Dean. I like Dean here, too. I know we're picking next, but it's going to be hard for us to pass on Dean, I think. Yeah, we'll see. TBD. I got another guy. Who is Jacksonville's linebackers? <laughs> well, they just they just paid one a ton of money. Yeah, it's Foye Aluakan. Foye Aluakan in the building playing Mike. They're not going to take Dean. Oh, man. Shaq Quarterman? That group he's, is not. Dude, he's, that he's, group's he's, still not good. He is solidified, dude. What are you talking about? He's the heart and soul of the Jacksonville, the city. Uh, no, I can't. Okay, all right, fine. Nicobe Dean. <laughs> After all of that, folks. <laughs> I like Lewisine. I think it could be a great pick for him. But we'll go Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean feels like a, a a good Dan Campbell guy too. All right, Nicobe Dean. I kind of want to go Dean here, too. I also love Petrie here. I think Petrie is an option. If Daxon Hill was on the board, I think he'd be an option. Do you, you guys consider still have Lewis on the board? You could consider Burks. We don't have Seen on the board. We, I go? lost rock, paper, scissors, and the Saints overdrafted Lewis Seen because uh, of I think um, <laughs> He wasn't thrilled. Where are you going? Where are you thinking? I, the other guy I had in my head was Sam Hall here. Oh, okay. Draft a quarterback because give him a red shirt year mm-hmm. behind Jared Goff right, because right, you're right. too good of a team to draft next year. You're just you're not going to be in the quarterback class next year. Sure you can build this great roster and try to find one, but again you're Detroit. 
with the history you have, you're just not going to be a destination franchise, more likely than not. So draft quarterback here, develop it. You get the fifth-year option, pick 32. That's where my head's at. But Nicobe, and Nicobe Dean, like they mentioned, the Jaguars, Foya Lucan's 215 pounds. Are you going to pair Nicobe Dean with Foya Lucan? 250 pounds, 225 He's pounds. 215? That's the lightest linebacking core in the NFL if you did that. So uh, I think they would lean right. elsewhere. I think yeah, I'm down for Hal. I like Hal. I think okay. the I've liked that since the jump. I think you go back to like early January. It's like don't go quarterback at two. Don't go quarterback at two. If you're going to take QB, go at 32. That's what this class builds out to be. Hal, I think we we're higher on than the media. I think he'll still be available at 32. Uh, I think we go Hal. Give him a redshirt year behind the Jared Goff. There you go. All right, round two. There it is. The dueling <laughs> mock drafts. Okay. Sicko. What you, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read off our picks and then one of you guys could read off your picks just to recap it for everybody, um, and I, maybe we can get the producer to just throw them up there and follow along. But at number one overall, now remember this is a what Connor and I would do mock draft, and then you guys got to vote who's better. The Jags, we had them taking Kayvon Thibodeau at number one. Lions, number two, Aiden Hutchinson. Icky Aquanu, three to the Texans. Evan Neal, four to the New Orleans Saints in a trade with the New York Jets. Number five. Giants selected Charles Cross. Vikings at six, traded with the Panthers. They took Derek Stingley Jr. Ahmad Garner to the Giants at seven. Garrett Wilson to the Falcons at eight. Jermaine Johnson to the Seahawks at nine. Drake London to the Jets at 10. Jameson Williams at the Commanders to number 11. Malik Willis, 12 to the Carolina Panthers. Kyle Hamilton, 13 to the Texans. Jordan Davis, 14 to the Ravens. Eagles at 15 took Trent McDuffie. Jets at 16. Trayvon Walker, big fall for him there in our mock trap. Chris Olave at 17 to the Chargers. Devontae Wyatt to the Eagles at 18. Uh, Jets at 19 took Tyler Linderbaum. Bernard Raymond at 20 to the Steelers. At 21, the Patriots took Devin Lloyd. At 22, the Packers took Traylon Burks. 23, Cardinals took Zion Johnson. 24, Tyler Smith to the Cowboys. 25, Andrew Booth to the Bills. 26, Titans took Trevor Penning. 27, Bucks took Travis Jones. 28, Daxton Hill to the Packers. 29 and 30 to the Chiefs. We got George Pickens and George Karloftis. Wow, the two Georges. I didn't even put that together. (laughs) You absolutely love to see it. 31, we had Kenyon Green going to the Bengals. And then to round it out, we had N'Kobe Dean going at number 32. All right, should I read ours off, Mike, here? If we can get flipped to ours, producer Mike Quinn. Monster shout-out. We had the Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall to the Jacks. Ahmad Garner, Cincinnati corner, going to the Detroit Lions, which you've rarely seen in this pre-draft process. Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama, going to the Houston Texans. Kayvon Thibodeau, edge. Oregon going to the Jets. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, second one off the board, going to the New York Giants. Then we had Iki Aquanu going to the Panthers at six. Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU to the Giants at seven. That gives them Cross and Stingley. Jameson Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. First off the board goes to the Atlanta Falcons at eight. Trayvon Walker, a slip and a slide to number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. Drake London, USC wideout goes the 10 to the Jets. That gives the Jets Kayvon Thibodeau and Drake London in the first round. We had Kyle Hamilton going to the Washington Commanders safety out of Notre Dame at 11. Minnesota Vikings at 12. Grab Garrett Wilson, wide receiver Ohio State. One of my favorite picks in the first round. George Karloftis, edge Purdue, goes to the Houston Texans at 13. Trent McDuffie, cornerback Washington to the Baltimore Ravens at 14. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle Georgia going to Philly at 15. Saints grab Bernard Ryman, Central Michigan offensive tackle at 16. Chris Olave, receiver. Ohio State goes to Chargers at 17. No Jamison Williams. They go Olave. Another one of my favorite picks, Andrew Booth Jr. Clemson going to the Philadelphia Eagles at 18. Bit of a reach, but at 19, the New Orleans Saints grab Lewis Seen, safety of Georgia. Pittsburgh Steelers grab Malik Willis, quarterback of Liberty. 
Patriots grab linebacker Utah Devin Lloyd, Tyler Smith, the Tulsa offensive tackle Young and Rising going to the Green Bay Packers, probably slots into guard to start. 23, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle Georgia going to the Arizona Cardinals. 24, Dallas Cowboys, Jermaine Johnson. What a slide for the Florida State edge. At 25, Zion Johnson, Boston College interior offensive lineman goes to the Buffalo Bills. At 26, Tennessee Titans grab Travis Jones, defensive tackle out of UConn. 27, Daxon Hill. Slot corner safety prospect out of Michigan goes to the Bucks at 28. Wide receiver Sky Moore goes ahead of Traylon Burks and pushes him into the second round because the Chiefs at 29 grab George Pickens, wide receiver Georgia. Then at 30, the Chiefs again. Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. 31, what a value for the Cincinnati Bengals, the hometown Cincinnati Bengals getting Linderbaum out of Iowa. And then at 32, Detroit Lions, Sam Howell, quarterback, UNC. Boom. Tailgate boys are, are, are stuffing the ballots here. They're what they're winning. Got? They're winning the fifty-eight percent so to forty-two. Oh. The real winner, if 42. you've been paying attention in the YouTube chat, is Walt. I don't know if you yes, guys have. 100%. There's this guy Walt who like that fire. He just hates every pick we make and mm. and tags Pro Football Focus and says, "Stop embarrassing yourself." I'm in love. If it's not my dad, I'd be upset. But that's a, that's a phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal message here. If he wasn't oh. your dad before the show, he, he is now. now. He okay. is now. He's, he certainly is. He certainly is now. I uh, hope you guys listening and watching enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun for us. I know it was a little bit longer uh, than a normal podcast, but you figured that would be the case with two live mock drafts going on. Mike and Austin, thank you guys so much for joining us. This was this was a ton of fun. We'll have to pop over on the tailgate pod sometime. Hopefully, you guys uh, will have us. We didn't embarrass ourselves too much here, but this is great, boys. Appreciate you hopping on. Oh, thank oh, you yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. All right, Connor. Well, that's it for us today, but Tuesday, Tuesday's episode is still coming, and we are picking up the Guest Mock Draft Series. It is the final week of the Guest Mock Draft Series, which means you're going to have an episode on Tuesday, you're going to have an episode on Thursday, and you're going to have a bonus episode for the people coming to finish it all off on Saturday. That's all coming to you this week. Thanks for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange. We'll see you guys next time.